This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Once again, that number is toll-free. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. Our website is free as well. You can go to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that we uh, provide for you there. You can actually control the content of the site. That's the main feature. Uh, you see there on the front page, there are a bunch of different items with numbers next to them. Those numbers are votes. You get to vote on the things that you see on the site, but you also get to add things to the site. So you see, uh, see something online that you think is interesting, you think our other listeners would appreciate. You just submit it as show prep, and then everybody else gets to vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. The most liked, making it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. So head on over there and get interactive and enjoy. Uh, once again, 800-259-9231. As usual, there's uh, much to discuss. There was actually a video uh, last night that Dale had brought in, and, uh, well, he has suggested it, and we never got around to uh, to playing it. So I think we're going to do that here tonight. Uh, plus, there's an update on the anonymous uh, situation. Apparently, Anonymous, the uh, the hacktivists, as they have been called, are not uh, done with their cyber war. There's more going on. We talked about uh, some of the things they are up to last night, and there's new news. Last night we were talking about how they are targeting the jailers of Bradley Manning. The, Good for them. Yeah, which I think is incredibly heroic. Uh, they're targeting the woman that runs the, uh, I guess, the brig, the Quantico military brig, and also the... S- Secretary of the Department of Defense, something like that. Not they the should secretary be going after the White House too. I mean, yeah. it's not like they don't have any control here. Yeah, I always said I align myself with nerds because they will be the ones to take down the world. Rule the world. <laughs> it's kind of coming to fruition now, so I'm. I glad. think it's great. Yeah. Uh, but Mark, got... beggars can't be choosers, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is doing anything about Bradley Manning besides some lawyers, right? I mean, that's right, that's I all. D- I don't even know what else to do. Yeah, there's not much you can in this situation. It, it, you really are helpless when it comes to this. Yeah. So uh, we'll give you the latest here. According to LouRockwell.com, they link to ZeroHedge.com, where the world's most infamous hacker group, Anonymous, known for effectively shutting down their hacking nemesis security firm, H.B. Gary, advocating the cause of WikiLeaks and the threat made by one of its members, that evidence of fraud by Bank of America will be released on Monday, has just launched, and I believe they did uh, release that yesterday, has just launched communication number one in its Operation Empire State Rebellion. The goal, to engage in a relentless campaign of nonviolent, peaceful civil disobedience until Ben Bernanke steps down and the primary dealers within the Federal Reserve banking system be broken up and held accountable for rigging markets and destroying the global economy effective immediately. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those guys are just going to do that instantly. I see it now. (laughs) Now, I don't know uh, what uh, this exactly entails, but they have a manifesto. So there are some of their uh, bullet points listed here. We are a decentralized, nonviolent resistance movement which seeks to restore the rule of law and fight back against the organized criminal class. One-tenth of one percent of the population has consolidated wealth in unprecedented fashion and launched an all-out economic war against 99.9% of the population. We are not affiliated with either wing of the two-party oligarchy. We seek to end the corrupted two-party system by ending the campaign finance and lobbying racket. 
Above all, we will break up or we aim to break up the global banking cartel centered at the Federal Reserve, International Monetary Fund, Bank of International Settlement, and World Bank. Where do I join this group? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> The uh, seek and you shall find, perhaps, Mark? <laughs> I'm not going to seek. I'm afraid. <laughs> we demand that the primary dealers within the Federal Reserve banking system be broken up and held accountable for rigging markets and destroying the global economy effective immediately. Well, that's not going to happen. As a first sign of uh, good faith, we demand Ben Bernanke step down as Federal Reserve chairman. Until our demands are met and a rule of law is restored, we will engage in a relentless campaign of nonviolent, peaceful civil disobedience. In our next communication, we will announce what they are calling Operation Empire State Rebellion. So, what will that mean? I don't know, but it sure sounds like fun. <laughs> I, sure, I like the sound of it, too. And that is all that we have on the update uh, in the cyber war. Now, Anonymous does have its own news website. It's actually, I haven't been there in quite a while, so it looks different. I need to bookmark this thing. Uh, anonnews.org, A-N-O-N news.org. And that is where they have uh, latest press releases as of, let's see, the, t- the 14th. So uh, you get the freshest and latest news Right there, they've got Operation Italy going on. I don't know what that means, uh, the, but uh, right on, guys. Stuff's going on. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I've seen know. pictures of like little checklists that Anonymous has that have all the dictators of Europe in there, and they're checking them off as they're going down. So I think that has to do with one of those. I wonder what they're going to do. I mean, you know, I always wondered about this group early on. It's like, you know, how many? Just because their ideas match with mine on this particular issue, and that that issue seemed to be WikiLeaks and mm-hmm. Bradley Manning and that kind of thing, that doesn't mean that their ideas, by no stretch, does that mean that their ideas line up with no, mine. They like democracy, it seems, in a lot of their press releases. They do mention democracy, um, so they still kind of have this inside the system state-based mentality but uh, i don't think they're acting on that though i think their main purpose right now is just to go after anybody who tries to stifle anybody else right know? they definitely have it out for uh, people that they believe are are power mongers mm-hmm. within that system i'll take mentality. somebody who's 75 uh, you know for 75 percent freedom i'm for yeah. that yeah because, well, and they're doing something too yeah it's and nice. they don't seem to be doing anything counterproductive to the ideas of liberty no. so yeah, right. I mean, if the it. government wants to spend a bunch of effort trying to track these guys down and a bunch of uh, time, uh, you know, attempting to defend themselves from these uh, these hacks, <laughs> that's less that they can spend actually putting people in cages, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And democracy seems to be for some people a buzzword for freedom. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, yes. like, they'll use it as a uh, as a placeholder. You know, democracy now the uh, the radio program often uh, you know has something bad to say about what's going on in Wisconsin as far as the teacher unions and stuff like that go. But they wanted democracy. If they really wanted democracy, they've got that. Uh, you know, the Scott Brown or what, whomever the, the 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 governor over there, whatever his name is, was uh, voted in in a democratic fashion. And as just like so many states, the Republicans had a sweep. I'm not for what the Republicans are doing over there necessarily, because I'm sure that they're not trying to uh, get rid of all public sector unions. And I think that that makes more sense than just go, trying to pick them off one at a time. Yeah, well, I think for a lot of people, democracy is just because they've been ingrained with the state for so long that they can't imagine a world without the state. So democracy seems like the best, 
you know, version of it. But... I can't imagine a world tomorrow without the state. I think oh, yeah. I think one needs to take steps in that that direction. I think those steps need to be orderly. And if if somebody wants to use the term democracy as one of those steps, okay. It's just one of those steps that I'm like, okay, well, you know, you can have the words saying that, look, we have some say in this. And then when you realize you don't, then you can just go the last step over. They'll figure it out pretty yeah. quick. So, all right. So now I have uh, informed myself regarding Operation Italy. They have an English version of their press release here. Let me give you that lowdown. In Italy, Agcom's authority to the communications, that entity is responsible for the supervision of audiovisual media services. Sounds like the FCC of Italy. TV, radio, internet communications, that entity in reality, however, plays a role in censorship and repression, indirectly controlled by the lobby of the audiovisual market, which are unable to enforce the copyright by technological methods, attempting to impose rules against repressive providers. The Pirate Bay, the case speaks for itself. Almost all Italian internet providers are prohibited by filtering the DNS and the access to this website, accused of violating copyright law, ignoring the fact that many circuits are running peer-to-peer content legally. So they're saying that in Italy, the the equivalent of the FCC has basically cracked down on all peer-to-peer sharing and have uh, gotten in the way of Internet service providers allowing people to do this kind of technological content sharing, which, as they point out, you can use for fully legal purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're pretty upset about that. The and recent, wonderful purposes, I might add. Yep. The recent decree, Roman's uh, implementation, gives AgCom immense power, such as the ability to monitor, filter, censor, and even disconnect anyone who violates the copyright laws. And we will give you a little bit more from the anonymous folks, the hacktivists. They are uh, continuously at it. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And I, I just went and checked on that video uh, that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and I'm sorry I even mentioned it. It's It's been pulled offline. It was of a young lady who was, I guess, talking into a video camera, just doing one of the video blogs that you see so frequently on YouTube. And she was essentially saying that she had prayed for something awful to happen, and thank God that it finally did to Japan. Well, no, what, what she was saying was that, um, that she wanted something to happen that would convince the world's atheists of God's power. Do you remember this? Oh, I see. I didn't actually see the whole video, so I just that was what I had and, understood from what and Dale had said. Her interpretation was that the 
the, the the earthquake off the coast of Japan and the consequent destruction at you know mm-hmm. <laughs> terrible destruction that occurred there was God's answer to her and many other people's prayers that atheists would 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 see a palpable and uh, identifiable act of God that they could then uh, you know see the light of God's power his glory and his everlasting kindness so she was thanking wow. God for what he ostensibly yeah. did to Japan and interpreting uh, the earthquake for those who didn't quite get the uh, you know the death destruction uh, the, the you know the smoldering ruins uh, you know the people's lives laid waste that in fact it was a glorious act of God and intended to uh, show atheists around the world especially you know I mean those people in Japan they aren't real good Christians anyway um, it you know to show them all God's power. Yeah, for those Christians out there that follow this, your God sucks, man. Well, I, it's not. Uh, most Christians probably wouldn't say that this was, you know, their interpretation of it. Maybe they wouldn't say it out loud. I don't know. I'm uh, not no, sure how I, many of them. I, have I this don't view. know. I mean, if you there's see the, an ability to interpret it like that, that's a bad religion. Uh, well, I, I don't. <laughs> so um, everybody, lots of people call God God, right? Yeah. And you can segment some of those people that call God God into Christians, and then you can segment some of those people that call themselves Christians into all kinds of other segments and many of those people many of those segments would not say that this woman had a very strong grip on reality or god and his understanding and no the, doubt. there are the lots of christians like, out there i'd say that yeah. this was a this is this lady is the fringe of the fringe um she's in the fred phelps uh, category and, uh, well, even what was it? Is it Oral Roberts or whatever that uh, said that Katrina came because the gay people were in uh, in the the French Quarter and and Louisiana? Um, I don't know. New Orleans, I can't remember. I, I never know. I've always forget the names of these these <laughs> folks. Um, but you know, there's there's people out there that believe that God visits destruction. This is the Old Testament Teach God. Teach you a lesson. The the guy that uh, that. that you know, doesn't mind virgins being sacrificed to him. Because there's uh, nothing more communicative than a natural disaster. Yeah. I mean, nothing spreads the word about what God wants than total destruction of human lives yeah, and property. if you believed property. in God, you still would have died in it, but uh, would have been more glorious, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I, the reason I bring it up is because I checked, I checked the YouTube, uh, clicked the link that I'd bookmarked, if and you just search the title gone. on the internet, somebody think has someone's ripped it down absolutely. and re-uploaded it? This uh, is too good. Yeah. Every video with any sort of merit at all has at least four du- duplicates across the web. Well, I'll try to do that here, but I think you should know that not only is the video down, uh, but she took down her entire YouTube channel. You know, that might have been YouTube. It said it was removed by the user. It okay. could have been YouTube. Uh, but very interesting. I don't know if that's because it, the popularity of the video had exploded and she got a lot of hate mail or something like that. Because people are not being very nice to her, no doubt. And I think that's the wrong well, people approach. People on the internet just aren't right. nice to begin with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Take, give an- anonymity to people and they can say whatever they want. But this lady was really really crazy i'm i'm sorry i you know she's not Don't she's not sorry. in the realm of anything uh the, the you know she, she's not even the zip code of sanity all right so to go back to what we were talking about before if i can find the actual video we'll you know see if we can but to uh, to go back to what we were discussing before the italian fcc has been targeted by anonymous as the cyber war continues by the way anonymous hey am i missing something in case you're listening am i missing uh, missing something here on your website anonnews.org the news site is there no rss feed what kind of hackers don't have an rss i mean you guys are elite you should have an rss feed so i can just add you to my google homepage 
So I've actually had to bookmark their uh, their website, but we'll keep you up to date. Anyway, the uh, the there's Italian... a way to fix that, Ian. Join Anonymous and make an RSS yeah. feed. <laughs> By, yeah, right, but Mark, as Mark said, how the hell do you do that? Uh, so anonnews.org is reporting that they are planning on an attack. Apparently, on AGCOM, the authority to the communications in Italy, pointing out that they have cracked down on uh, Internet service providers who are now being ordered to block peer-to-peer file sharing. And, of course, the ostensible reason for this is to stop piracy, as though it's going to stop piracy. Mm -hmm. Of course... uh, People engaging in file sharing are going to find ways around this. Right. Well, but. it's also like, um, you know, the, the way that authorities say at, at airports are t- capturing people that have large quantities of cash because they might be drug dealers. Right. So as if just having cash, cash. Is, is a crime, as yeah. if sharing something peer to peer is a crime. Now, admittedly, the, the government has these bad old sort of concepts of uh, intellectual property law, copyright and all that stuff that they haven't yet figured out that isn't going to work in the, uh, in the new millennium. And they're trying to enforce that stuff. But I can share anything peer to peer. Free Talk Live is shared peer to peer. It has been. Mm-hmm. And we have no copyright on this, and uh, you can use it for whatever you want. So what are they going to do? Well, they talk about what's going on, and they say that this is all happening in spite of the so-called right to privacy and free use of bandwidth legally purchased by the provider. Anonymous says enough of this dictatorship because they're they're forcing these uh, ISPs to filter out peer-to-peer. Uh, Anonymous says enough of this dictatorship. Anonymous says enough with this censorious climate and to the repressive methods. Uh, not the uh, English is a little broken because it's a translation from uh, from Italian. Anonymous says enough to the systematic violation of privacy for profit. Anonymous says enough power to the lobby of cinema and television and for their economic interests that undermine the rights of users. Anonymous has decided not to stand still and not make decisions before the negative actions of AGCOM, the FCC basically for Italy. You ask the reasons, here they are to you, and then they give you more uh, detail. We do not forget, we do not forgive, expect us. Now, uh, I believe on all their stuff. Yeah. So that's the, uh, I think, yeah. Expect us? We do not forgive, we do not forget, expect us? Yep, Mm -hmm. that's it. That uh, that wraps up their press release there. So not getting too specific. And they weren't too specific in, uh, and I guess that's good, that way their enemies cannot prepare uh, effectively for what's to come. So they're not saying exactly what they're going to do to the FCC. I think even if they said exactly what they were going to do, there's no way for people to prepare against it. Because be right. these people, I'm sorry, nerds are smarter. They could just turn their computers off, and then that would uh, even then, <laughs> that would protect them. But uh, hold on, isn't it just a uh, isn't it a denial of service attacks? Isn't that what they're generally doing? No, they can do other things. No, like, they're doing other things like getting people's email information, hacking into accounts, and stuff like that. Yeah. What can you can't turn off your computer and keep your uh, online email yeah, safe? That's true. Anything you can't. <laughs> online is fair game at this point. Yeah, if it's in the cloud, then uh, you know turning that off. And then what are they going to do with the civil disobedience? Campaign? campaign against the Federal Reserve and the International Monetary Fund. I mean, how will they how will civil disobedience manifest itself in the digital realm? Presumably, are they going to actually go out in reality? Uh, this should be interesting to watch. Yeah. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. 
For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll free. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the, uh, the website completely free. So enjoy those various features on us, uh, including archives. If you missed a moment of the program, just click and download. They're right there on the front page. The last week's worth at the top of the page. And then if you click into the archive section, that will allow you to access years' worth of the show. All of it for free, thanks to HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. If you do, you'll get a 99.9% uptime guarantee, 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support. If you've been thinking about starting a website, HostGator is the one to host you. Go to hostgator.freetalklive.com. Get your first month completely free. If you use our portal, it's hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right. Once again, toll-free number 800-259-9231. Update on the video we were discussing a few moments ago. Uh, the young lady who was ostensibly a Christian talking about how uh, she was praying for a message from God uh, to be sent to the atheists, the dirty atheists of the world, uh, to let them know the power of uh, God. And that he answered by sending an earthquake and devastation to the people of Japan, those atheistic people in Japan. Uh, so anyway, it was pretty uh, outrageous, got passed around, and one of our uh, friend of the show had spent a lot of time watching this young lady's videos, and he had drawn the conclusion that she was for real, and she certainly seemed sincere. Yeah, However, I did. I, I, watching the video, I, I got that impression. Well, right, and she had a channel full of videos that you know had gone back for months that had the same theme, you know, the same kind of ultra-religious zealot uh, kind of crazy theme, mm-hmm. and... Turns out she was trolling the whole time. She actually put up a video, uh, I guess just yesterday or, or very recently. Uh, she's got another YouTube channel, her real channel, I guess, where she uh, – so she's taken down the God trolling channel and has now put up a video on another channel essentially coming clean as she describes it that she was just gaming you all along and she just got tired of dealing with the – I guess the fallout and the, the, hate the hatred yeah. uh, from, from doing that. And so anyway, I just want to bring that forth. But that doesn't mean there aren't people who actually agree with her. People like yeah. Fred Phelps and his church, uh, the – what are they, they called? The, the, I don't even know the damn church's name. The crazy, the crazy Bat- church. West- Westboro Baptist. That's it. Uh, that guy would actually – take the uh, you know the troll's side in this case and actually be serious about yeah, it. Yeah, it also brings up a good point that how many people out there are doing this kind of thing? Like trolling? Yeah, just making up stuff to get people upset over things, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it personally. Yeah, I don't uh, either. I guess they just need a hobby or something like that or they they like messing with people's heads, uh, but why not be you who you really are? Yeah, or use it, you know, for something good like I don't know, go to Fox and make a show. <laughs> Right, there you they go. They love the drama there. Or or call into a talk show as a character. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, anyway. 
do something a little more creative than the internet. Everybody uses the internet to be a troll. So we continue here. We've got more internet-based uh, news, including, Meg, you're going to tell us about one guy, a blogger, who has been forced to pay $60,000 for posting things about a politician on his blog. Yeah, well, it wasn't a politician, but uh, they were considered a public figure for the uh, purpose of the trial. But we'll, we'll get to the detail yeah. in that here in a moment. Plus, sure. a, a New York man is facing five years in jail for just linking to online videos. And we'll, uh, we'll tell you about that in a moment here. But first, we go to Dennis in New Hampshire on the Amp Lines. Uh, Dennis from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance at nhliberty.org. Good evening. Greetings, folks. How are you guys? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? So I wanted to let you guys know there was a fairly large day in the legislature in New Hampshire today. An enormous number of bills were voted on, and a clutch of Liberty bills have passed the House of Representatives. Some of them I'm pretty excited about. Well, tell okay. us about them. Do tell. All right. Well, one that, uh, that is near and dear to my heart is constitutional carry. It's a firearms bill. Basically, what this bill says is you can carry, possess anywhere on your person, concealed, not concealed, in your car, loaded, unloaded, any kind of weapon at any time without any kind of permit or license. That is great news, Dennis. Now, just to point out, you're only saying this has passed the House. This does not mean these have That's become correct. these have become law, but it's certainly a good these sign. Are not now, it's a very good sign. Just In fact, cl- this bill passed by a veto-proof uh, majority. So really? Even yeah. if the governor were to veto it, this bill uh, is going to go forward. So, presuming this goes through the, now the Senate, right? Presuming this makes it through the Senate, this is a done deal. Then, what, what do you think saying? its chances are in the Senate? I mean, as I understand, the cons- the Senate is a pretty conservative body and pro gun at this point, too. I would say it's uh, you know the Senate. You know, the, one of the one of the guys who founded the Liberty Alliance had a saying that I really adopt, and it's that the. Uh, Senate is a terrorist organization, so I don't know what's going to come out of that. <laughs> when now? How long does the, do they have to uh, to act on this? When will we this see? This should all be done. All all of the bills will be all dealt with in the next three months. Okay. So anything could happen between then and now. But it's looking pretty good for uh, basically making New Hampshire the most pro gun state in the union. How, how could it be? That, how could it be more so than say Alaska, Vermont, Vermont uh, Arizona? I mean, there's several. Well, states no, it's now. Alaska. It's only Alaska and Vermont that have better. Uh, Things have freedom. changed recently, Ian. You're saying you can now carry concealed in Arizona without a permit? It's my understanding that they all have what they call constitutional carry. Dennis, you probably know better than the two of us. Oh man, and of course, felons. Unfortunately for you, Mark, this does not uh, do anything for. It's not going to do anything for me. No. Nope. <laughs> hey, another one that passed that's really got a lot of... No, no, wait, 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 a second, wait a second, Dennis. Oh, okay. well, how, how, you how, made the claim that this was going to make New Hampshire the most free place, and it sounds to me like it'll just put us on par with Vermont and uh, and Alaska. So, I mean, how can you be more free gun-wise uh, as far as the legal system than Vermont? I mean, Vermont has for a long time allowed anyone to carry concealed with without a permit. Hey, all I can tell you is what I, you know, I'm, I'm not a gun lawyer. Gotcha. So if okay. you guys are saying Vermont has even less laws, then, you know, more power to you. No, I'm not saying they have uh, fewer laws. Well, right now they do. Right now it's my understanding that Vermont does allow carry without a permit. So I'm just wondering if there's some, some other way to be more free than that. If we're going to be on, on par with Vermont, that still makes us, that still would make New Hampshire the most free state tied with Vermont and, uh, and If Alaska. it passes, I'll get Evan Knappen on for an interview and we'll find out the, the, the real skinny, okay, uh, Dennis? Well, you know what? But actually, I think we 
you know, presuming that New Hampshire doesn't have this stupid law that Alaska does. We learned about an Alaskan law this week that actually requires anyone who's carrying concealed to report said concealment to a law enforcement officer if they are within the vicinity and how many feet, I'm not sure. Uh, but if, like, you're in the same restaurant as a law enforcement officer, <laughs> you have to go and let him know that you're carrying concealed. So I don't think New Hampshire would have that provision, which would probably put New Hampshire above, at the very least, Alaska as far the, as gun freedom. What if the officer was undercover? That's a great question. <laughs> I would assume they could just say uh, a uniformed officer. But hey, you know, how weird is it to slip him a little note? Yeah. I mean, it's odd. By so, the way, I have a gun. So there's no <laughs> doubt uh, that, you know, this is a this is a great bit of news. And it's certainly something that, presuming it passes the Senate and is, is made into law, should be added to the 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire. Because already New Hampshire is a very gun-freedom-oriented uh, place. So it's one of the main reasons why there's very little crime here as compared to Massachusetts. Um, and so this will only take that a step further and make it so that people can carry without begging permission, which also means you can carry in your car. Because one of the stupid restrictions that New Hampshire has right now is that is that uh, if you don't have a gun-carrying permit and you have a loaded weapon in the car, even if it's just open out on the seat, uh, that is that is considered concealed carry. And this will change that, correct? Yes. Very cool. So what else? Oh, by the way, this, this gun thing comes on the heels of a, of a bill that passed, again, just the House so far, uh, just about... No, wait, no, this one hasn't passed yet. It passed the House once, and it has to pass again. They did an amendment or something. Um, but it's a bill that sort of nullifies all federal gun laws in the state of New Hampshire. Yes. Basically, what it says is if the gun is made in New Hampshire and doesn't leave the state of New Hampshire, then it's not under the jurisdiction of any federal gun law. So wait, you said that did pass or did, did not pass? It's passed it, once. It's kind of a weird situation. Mark might have followed this closer to me, but I know it passed the House once and they sent it back for some work. So we'll I don't come know back with up. more here, Dennis. I know you had more good news to announce uh, from the system. The inside the system work actually working out here in New Hampshire. More coming up. 59th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring presented by Fresh from Florida is coming March 19th. See Porsche, Corvette, Ferrari, Jaguar, BMW, Mazda, Acura, Audi, and many other world-class racing teams battle in America's toughest road race as Sebring hosts the first race of the Intercontinental Le Mans Cup in 2011. Gates open Wednesday, March 16th. Order your tickets today by calling 800-626-RACE or visit SeberingRaceway.com. See the cars and stars in the American Le Mans series, driver autograph sessions, vintage race cars, and visit the Party Zone. Featuring our spring break bikini contest. Up and coming band Selby, Jumpman, Alluvion, Selena Jordan, and DJ Scotty D. Presented by GoMobileWeb.com. Four days of family fun at Sebring and children club and under admitted free. Get all the info at SeberingRaceway.com. The 59th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. Presented by Fresh from Florida. March 19th is the date. Sebring is the place. Order your tickets at SeberingRaceway.com. Brought to you in part by Budweiser, Jaguar, and Michelin. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our website totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. As uh, we continue here, I want to make sure you know about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, June 20th through the 26th. 
up here in beautiful New Hampshire, specifically the White Mountains of New Hampshire, which is just incredible as far as the uh, the spectacular view is concerned. Oh, yeah. Rogers Campground is going to be the place, as it was last year. You're going to be able to experience live performances, uh, musical-slash-panel discussions, speeches, family fun as well, lots of games, and even a dunk tank, from what I understand, is going to be on site. Agorism in action. They have a little water park on site, too. Yep. Uh, I I think it's a pool of slide, Mark. But it's still fun. I don't know. That's what I was told about. We can make it into a park. The kids, that's fun anyway. If you're a kid (laughs) and you've got a slide on a pool, that is awesome. There's more than that uh, in the front of the event. For the front of the venue, there's there's supposed to be more. I'm going to look it up. I'll tell you in a second. Go on very interesting, Mark. It's it's not built in at Rogers from what what I've seen. Hmm. So they would have to bring the water park to Rogers, but uh, maybe I missed it. Anyway, it's a lot of fun if you, uh, whether whether there's an actual water park or a slide on the pool, uh, that's that's fun stuff. I remember going on the slide as a kid and it was good. So uh, the kids are going to have fun. Families are going to have fun. uh, And there's parties, of course, campfires, uh, camping. There's RV uh, camping as well, plus even a motel if you really don't want to do any kind of form of roughing it yeah. um if you want to call it roughing it at rogers you've yeah. got bathrooms and stuff like that so. usually i just like pass out somewhere wake up somewhere else you know it's, it's, a it's beautiful one of those thing. places yeah and the best part is being around the people it's being around hundreds of other like-minded liberty-oriented individuals people that understand what freedom means and they are just an incredible group of folks who make new friends meet old friends if you've been there before and if you've been there before you're probably coming back this year mm-hmm. because it is that much fun i've never heard anybody say i'm going not going to pork fest because last year pork fest sucked yeah that's like, true if, it's never been uttered if someone doesn't go to pork fest it's usually because they unfortunately had something else planned for that week mm-hmm. and they can't get out of it yeah. so uh, you can go to porkfest.com to get registered free talk live is going to be broadcasting live from the event p-o-r-c fest.com it's all week long you can't make it out for the whole week don't worry come out for the weekend come out for a couple days it's a blast and you won't want to miss it porkfest.com p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t.com use our coupon code which is free talk live minus all of the spaces so just free talk live all run together and you'll save 20 percent on your early bird registration there are two large swimming pools and one of them has this big long slide thing that goes i mean i'm talking about uh, tens of feet maybe a hundred feet long hmm. that's not what you're talking about is it this I is in know. the front of the uh, front of the venue where you wouldn't see it. It's past the hotel. It's kind of tucked off in a corner. Okay. I mean, I understand why you wouldn't go over there and wander. I off. didn't go to the pool, honestly. Yeah, it's, so it's, I guess it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 for young younger people. So so a, big, a bigger, even more fun slide. Yes, than what I was aware of. I heard there might be a slip and slide too. I wanted to bring one last year for the oh, giant man. hill, but they said something about the grass getting you know smashed down on part of it, but. Either way, I'm just going to lather myself up with soap and hose that thing down and run down it either way. Pictures or it didn't happen. It's fun. So, uh, porkfest.com, go get registered. Uh, Dennis is with a hmm? 500, 400-foot water slide. Damn, wow. that's a huge it's, slide. It's an additional charge, but it's there. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty epic. All right, let's continue with, uh, I think Dennis is here still in New Hampshire. Dennis, are you there? I am sure here. Are you going to Porkfest this year? Unfortunately, I've got some family obligations, so this is the first pork fest I will have missed in about five That's years. That is just awful. How dare you not bring the family to pork fest? But uh, <laughs> I'm sure, he has good reason. Yeah, I guess you do. Uh, hopefully, it's There's a positive no obligation and not like you know a funeral or something. Well, that um, would be awfully uh, far planning, out. Yeah, planning. Yeah, far yeah if it's a that. funeral, just bury them at pork fest. <laughs> 
There's no reason not to go. So you're giving us a rundown here, Dennis, because the Porcupine Freedom Festival is uh, brought to you by the Free State Project, which is the reason why we're all here uh, in New Hampshire. And when I say we are, uh, I mean all of us in the studio and you on the phone, Dennis, uh, and hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people have all made the move to New Hampshire to get active, uh, to work toward liberty in our lifetime. And uh, one of the things I was skeptical about when I got here was the political system. And I told you, Dennis, you got to prove your case. You got to prove that this, uh, you know, the political thing can actually work. And you have. Uh, it, it is actually working. Uh, and I have to say that, you know, kudos to you and the, the folks that are out there tirelessly lobbying and running for political office uh, there in, in, you know, the state house in New Hampshire because there are now over a dozen so called free staters. That have been elected. There are something like a hundred liberty-oriented, like certified liberty-oriented people uh, that are actually also like from New Hampshire originally, or slash have been here longer than the Free State Project. Uh, that are also that have been elected as well. And there's been just incredible electoral success for a movement that is relatively incipient. I mean, it's this is a new movement. The Free State Project is still in the early mover phase. All of us, we've moved here within the last four years, and that's. You know, the very, very, very beginning of this. There yeah. are still thousands of people who've yet to arrive here. Well, technically, I mean, nobody's hit that uh, marker yet where everybody's supposed to move. It's supposed to be correct. Like, we're not even close. I mean, yeah. we're at 10,700 uh, signers, people who have pledged that they will move to New Hampshire, but only several hundred have actually made the move uh, thus far. So, Dennis, an incredible level of success, I think, uh, so far, considering the relatively early on uh, portion of this uh, Free State Project movement. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So more more stuff that has succeeded in the House of Representatives just today. Uh, there was a bill I know a lot of free staters are interested in that would say that any public officer, while they are on duty in a public place, has no expectation of privacy and so may be audio recorded. Now then, that is is in response to this madness that the, uh, the one particular police department, the Weir Police Department, has been engaging in and arresting activists it's for using going, video cameras. It's been going on in other places around the state, but Weir, uh, the Weir Police Department is off the rails. They're real yeah. bad news. And so this is a response to simply affirm that human beings have the right to record these so-called public government officials. And I wanted to clarify, I'm glad you're on, on the line here tonight, Dennis, because I wanted to clarify this one. This is not public officer as in police officer. This means anyone who holds public office. Is that right? As the bill is written at the moment, it would be any person who is a public, uh, you know, officer of the government. So is that garbage? Not, not just a cop. Garbage men, uh, you know, clerks to the court, uh, anybody who uh, who happens, you know, the, the parks and rec guys, everybody who works for the, for the government? Uh, yeah. And you said it would be in any government location. Would that mean that they would have to pull the... Uh, court-ordered ban of cameras in the lobby here in Keene? I, th- I think it's in, a, in any public place. No, and I know that within, you know, within a court specifically, I think there are certain rules that apply. Um, they're generally kind of special, and generally, by and large, judges are little gods in that particular space, so I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah, I wouldn't count on that. Why don't either? you go be a test case? Go, go find out for me. <laughs> well, Meg actually has, uh, and yeah. they kind of leave her alone they, and like whisper things to her. Yeah, the, I've gotten a lot of leeway here. I don't. I think it's uh, the girl. Factor. Yeah, if you've got boobies, uh, <laughs> you know, and then that helps. But um, I'm also I'm, I'm very gentle and nice with them on most occasions yeah. when I'm not flipping out. They've generally kind of backed down on that order at the Keene District Court. Uh, a demo uh, who is not a female was able to uh, film for quite a long time before they asked him to stop, mm-hmm. uh, and it was filmed 
filming openly as uh, in that location. So we've actually had a little bit of progress uh, without you know legislative assistance on that one. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, that's great news because it will reinforce the ability for humans to uh, record these government bureaucrats. That's great news. What else, Dennis? Jury nullification. This was an awesome story. Um, a bill that said two things. Number one, that jurors must be informed of their right to judge both the law as well as the facts, and also that asserted that a defendant has the right to talk about uh, you know, the fact of jury nullification and explain that as their defense. That's great. That bill passed the House of Representatives as well. Was it, is it also veto-proof, perhaps, or no? I don't think that was a veto-proof amount, and I think that is a bill that almost certainly the governor would not veto. It wouldn't make really? sense for the governor to spend the political capital on such an arcane piece of legislation. So the how soon until that one would the pass? Senate, if it passes the Senate, it's going to be law. I hope you're right about that, because yeah. I know that the governor in this state appoints judges, and so he's probably buddy-buddy with a lot of these guys. Also, I have a jury trial coming up soon. <laughs> <and> I- <laughs> well, they actually allowed, uh, there was a one lady, uh, Nurse Patricia, and you can see over at tally.tv, uh, the videos, or just search Free Keen for Nurse Patricia, and you can see her trial, where actually during the trial, the defense attorney is able to bring up jury nullification. So, it's already right. happened. This will just make it official and, and legal. I just uh, don't want to get a charge of, like, jury tampering in the middle of my Dennis, channel. we're running short on time. What else? Real brief. Two things real quick. Uh, a bill to end affirmative action pass, a bill to allow nanobreweries pass, and I have Great. to check up on the status of, of some other stuff. What about medical pot? That's coming up, right? That's tomorrow. Okay. Be there at 8.30 in the morning. Fantastic, Dennis. Thanks for the call. People can go to nhliberty.org to learn more about how to get involved. You can get involved from the outside of New Hampshire as well if you're excited about all these things happening. And thanks for the update. Appreciate it. More coming up here. Hour two's next. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into the second hour of the program. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. Coming up, a man facing five years in prison for putting a link 
of putting more than one link online. He didn't actually share video footage or uh, so-called illegal videos. He linked to them, and he's facing prison for that. We'll tell you about that. Uh, also, Meg is going to tell us about a blogger who's being forced to pay $60,000 because of some claims that uh, were made that were pretty upsetting to people within the government, apparently. And uh, so not some not good news uh, from the world of Internet freedom. Uh, we'll get to that here in a moment. But, of course, your calls come first. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. We'll start things out here uh, this hour with Loring in Florida on the amp lines. Hello, Loring. Hey, how are you guys doing this evening? Just great. What's on your mind tonight, Loring? I uh, wanted to talk about the Israel-Palestine conflict and the caller who called in last night. Um, uh, Someone made a comment about, uh, you know, there were probably tanks who had run over houses with three-year-old kids in them, and he said that's complete BS. Wait, I said, Um, just to to get the the correct quote, Loring, I said uh, bulldozers with uh, three-month-old babies. Uh, The the whole thing was sort of the, I guess some Palestinians uh, broke into some house and murdered some family, including a three-month-old child, and and I was trying to juxtapose that against the some of the uh, atrocities that the Israeli state has uh, has committed against uh, some Palestinians. I wasn't able to find a news story that uh, exactly matched what I had said, but please go ahead. Right, right. Um, I've heard um, from friends firsthand accounts of, of those atrocities, and I've never heard anything about tanks or bulldozers, but what I did hear that seemed really egregious was that the... Uh, Israelis uh, will bomb the houses of their targets, uh, and they'll do it intentionally when they're not home to kill their uh, family, essentially. Um, Wait, how so, could they kill the family when they're not home? Oh, you're... No, the, like the, the target is usually the father uh, oh, or see. the male. In the family. So to destroy so his, they... his life, he, they destroy his, his family. Correct. And what you get out of this is a suicide bomber. And the reason um, they are suicide bombers is because they don't have any other weapons to fight back or retaliate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the reason uh, you get this kind of stuff. That's right. all I guess. Just, just the very fact that there are suicide bombers going on in the Middle East ought to tell people that, oh, my God, what uh, what is it that's being done to these people that they would be willing to give their lives up? Well, so many people just think that it's the religious aspect of everything, that it's part of the calling of the religion what well what does that say about their own religion most most people that would say this would consider themselves to be religion religious of some sort what does it say about their religious faith if they believe that these other people are so fervent does it does it say that they don't really believe what it is that they profess to believe maybe they just think their beliefs are better well or or maybe they think that somehow they're better people because they wouldn't kill themselves for their religion whereas these people would well, as I understand it, the the, um, the suicide bombing is not out of like a religious fervor. It's just because that's the only thing that they know how to do to fight back. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that most people have been convinced that it is a religious fervor thing. That's all I've you're, ever heard right. is that it's religious fervor. You're, I mean, you know, you couldn't convince me to blow right. myself up without getting some virgins out of the deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Loring, anything else you want to share? Tonight? And maybe a real trampy one oh, to go with. Yeah, them. yeah. one really, really yeah. slutty. If I could uh, t- touch on the, the – you had a call about the toll roads and the IDs or a story about the toll roads uh, a few weeks ago sure. in Florida. 
Um, I've been on that particular toll road, the Polk Parkway, and I paid with a $50 bill once, and I didn't get ID'd, but the uh, toll taker became very frustrated with me, and she counted out ones back to me, $49, as slowly as she possibly could. (laughs) You're talking about a story we mentioned on a Saturday show where a man was demanded to give his identifying information for paying with a $100 bill. Uh, at the at the toll booth, he then proceeded to um, begin testing this policy to make sure it was actual policy of the Department of Transportation. So every time he would go through the tolls, he would bring large bills and pay with them, and just to see what would happen, would begin would actually record uh, his interactions with these bureaucrats. And it turns out their claim was that it was uh, all bills above twenty dollars, so twenty including and above twenty dollars, so twenties, fifties, and hundreds. The claim was that they were going to demand uh, identification from people for this. Now, you said you just tested this, right? Well, this was about a year ago. Um, ah, okay. So for what that's worth. Hmm. Well, we don't know when the policy was put into place, but we do know that as a result of the news media attention brought to it, there were internal emails uh, in the Department of Transportation in Florida that demanded that the, they, uh, the, the toll takers stop this practice uh, while things cool down out there. So it's, it's probably not happening right now. And maybe it wasn't happening a year ago, or maybe you just got lucky, or who knows. But it sounded like it was definitely happening because this guy continued to test the policy and recorded you know, multiple video instances of these bureaucrats doing this to him, which, of course, just particularly outrageous, the idea that you would need to show ID for paying a toll with a $20 bill. Yeah. Total Indeed. police state That's stuff. Tonight, Thanks, Loring. Appreciate hearing from you, and good luck down there. 800-259-9231. I bet they're uh, really just passing all kinds of liberty-oriented legislation in Florida, aren't they? Yeah, now that they've got that Tea Party governor, right? We're going to have some liberty. <laughs> finally, finally some liberty in Florida. You know, I hope they do, because... I, We're from there, by the way. Yeah, no, no doubt. I'm, uh, Mark and I, not... Not me. <laughs> from the other coast. But um, they're not doing much Liberty stuff in, or- in Oregon either. Uh, Liberty, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a reason that we move for the Free State Projects right. is because there's not too much being done. There are different bills all over the United States that are coming up. I mean, there's some good stuff going on, say, Arizona. But there's also some bad stuff going on in Arizona. And uh, what I'd like to see well, is one bad state that gets all the good here. stuff going on. Right. We may have bad stuff going on here. Dennis called to uh, announce what all the good stuff was. But then again, usually we'll hear about some of the bad stuff that goes on. We well, I can tell you it. that the uh, the House did pass the expansion of the death penalty rule to include um, people with uh, you know that commit home invasion. I yeah. find it dif- I find it difficult to feel bad for people that actually did commit the crimes um, that get the to get the death penalty. However, um, I. I think that as long as man is fallible, that the death penalty probably shouldn't be used, considering yeah. that a, more than 100 people have been released from death row since the, the early 70s when they reinstituted it. That says to me that some mistakes have been made on both sides. Like some mistakes have been made and caught. Some mistakes have, must have been made and not caught. How many people, innocent people, are you willing to kill in order to keep your death penalty is what my question is. I mean, I don't feel bad for the this uh, what was Jeffrey. Who's the guy in um, Tempe or what, what Tucson? The guy in Tucson. Lo- oh, the killer? Lochner, yeah. Yeah, Jared, Jared Lofner. I'm not going to feel bad for that guy, crazy or not, uh, yeah, because he, it's pretty clear he did it. There's video. There's yeah. witnesses all over the place. Like, that guy did it. I'm not going to shed a tear for that one. 
um, I, you know, it's the people that they don't know for certain. The juries just give it to them. It, it gets it goes disproportionately towards mm-hmm. black males, um, and I think that uh, I think I, I think that white juries are just more likely to be, believe a black guy has um, committed a murder. And uh, you know, the the fact is, many of many people have been released. Toll-free number here tonight for your thoughts, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, Meg, what -hmm. is this blogger story about uh, $60,000 being forced to pay to whom and why? All right. Well, on Friday, a Minnesota jury found that a blogger must pay $60,000 in damages because of statements he published in his blog about a public figure. Now, where's this coming from, by the way, Uh, this story? Minnesota. The the actual news agency. Uh, This is from activistpost.com. Okay, very good. And um, let's see. Uh, $60,000. Must have been some pretty serious statements. Yeah, it was a statement that he published on his blog, which uh, subsequently got the man he was writing about fired from his job. Now, story's very long, so I'll just go into the main part of it. Uh, Jerry Moore was fired from the University of Minnesota after blogger John Hoff, a.k.a. Johnny Northside, wrote a blog criticizing him and the college and... um, Basically posting up information about a scandal this guy had been in a, hmm. uh, previously to getting hired and why he should not currently be hired at was the university. A, was he an administrator or a teacher? Um, it doesn't really say what his okay. executive director of community organization. That <laughs> certainly sounds bureaucratic. Yeah, whatever it, it's it is. a bureaucratic job. Yeah, but, We'll come back with more on yeah. this story here in a moment at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. Uh, freedom of speech on the internet clearly in jeopardy here if a blogger can be forced to pay $60,000 for making statements on a blog. We'll uh, come back with more. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give you there totally free. The wiki is included with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact. It has numerous safety features, three-dot sight system, and Ruger, as always, and always has and always will, meant rugged. The Ruger LC9, and it's the next handgun that you must own. Made in America for you. Ruger.com. All right, 800-259-9231. As we continue here, Meg sharing with us uh, news from a blogger being uh, demanded that he pay $60,000 in supposed restitution to a university bureaucrat Mm -hmm. because he posted some things about him on a blog. That were true. Uh, Were they true? Well, uh, the jury found that the uh, statements that he posted that subsequently got this man uh, 
fired from his job mm-hmm. uh, were not false. However, they were never proven to be true in court. They what were just does that proven mean? To be not false. I don't understand that. Am I just dense? How do you have something be not false and also not be true? Well, it, it was just never proven to be true. It was just proven to be not false. I, I don't know how that works, but apparently it does. Can some lawyer explain that to me? I know that, that this is me? a civil suit, right? So in a criminal suit, one must be uh, proven beyond uh, a reasonable doubt or something like that. In a, in a civil suit, on the other hand, both opponents are on equal footing. Hmm. So you know, it may have something to do with that. Okay. But I'm sorry, not false. That's true. <laughs> what is it? How do you have this is essentially a new option for true and false. It used to be your if it's not true, then it's false. If it's not false, then it's true. I mean, that's what I learned when I was growing up. Now, to be fair, I did go to government school. Yeah. So maybe I didn't learn the legal land definition of not true versus or excuse me, not false versus true. I don't know. Can somebody somebody who actually is a lawyer explain this to me or all, all three of us? Because because I am confused. I think it's just one of those legalese terms where, you know, like they're not going to go into since uh, it, it didn't really have any bearing on the case, go into whether this statement was true or false. I have no idea. But what were the do, do you have any idea what they were regarding? Um, I mean, you mentioned it was a scandal. Yeah, it was um, something having to do with some like uh fraudulent mortgage at a house or mm. something that, you know, j- Low level, but just so was this guy was this guy a student at the uh, the, uh, university? the blogger? I I believe he was, and that's why he was advocating for um, not having this man on staff. Right. Hey, obviously. this guy's bad news. He uh, may be engaging in financial fraud, and so therefore, hey, don't want to spread the word about. Yeah, this. and this sounds totally like the responsibility of a student blogger at a school to right. look into the staff and. Would they reference? have done the same thing to uh, the student newspaper if somebody was writing an article for the official, uh, you know, student newspaper, which has that kind of old media mm-hmm. uh, mentality? That would that also be? Would that person yeah. have to pay money? Did, now, it, w- w- the I guess it was about the links that he posted on the blog. No, no, actually, uh, well, what ended up happening was. Uh, even though he wasn't found guilty of defamation of character, he was found guilty of intentional interference with a contract and uh, emotional distress. So what is the intentional interference of the contract? Uh, intentional the, interference. The contract between the school and the employee? Yeah. Presumably, yeah. Yeah. And so he uh, was found guilty of making one person within the contract back out of their contractual obligation. Wow. So if he didn't libel anybody, no. then how could he, I mean, if, which, which, be, which would then be an offense, then how could what he be, um, do be considered to uh, you know, have interfered with this contract? I mean, it would seem like you would have to do something wrong well, in order to interfere with the contract. Yeah, apparently the jury found this to be a malicious intent of getting uh, the man fired or well, I, I, having you know, if, one if he thought party. the guy was doing something bad and they couldn't prove that he what he has said was libelous mm-hmm. therefore false then it would seem like what he what he had to say would not just would, would not just be uh, malicious but it would be the um, you know his moral obligation in, to his mind to say so i mean yeah. one if something if they couldn't prove it's false then it would therefore be sort of left to be true yeah. and one should speak the truth right yeah, well, it, it makes really no sense how to me. <laughs> anybody could uh, be found guilty of a crime for just posting up factual information about another person that ended up losing their job. Not because, a crime, right? No, yeah. But not a crime because it's uh, it's civil. 
it's not a well, not a crime, but yeah, it is a civil suit, and this man now has libel, to pay. Like, or, uh, uh, yeah, what's the term? Libel. Uh, um, slander was what fault. this man was going for, but no, it's it's libel when it's written. Slander. Okay. The difference between libel and slander, and I'm not a lawyer, uh, is that uh, when it's slander, it's spoken, it's not oh. recorded. But when it's libel, it is either written or somehow recorded speech. So something that you can actually go back and. Sorry, and I, I just checked. This is actually a defamation of character claim. So I'm actually I just went and looked this up mm-hmm. and they are appealing this. Yes, so they it's are not appealing. Over. Yeah. And I, I really hope this gets overturned because um, they, they reference other ones that have been uh, tried in the past, like Hustler magazine and whatnot. And mm-hmm. those have always, you know, had the verdicts against them been overturned later. So this looks like it's going to that realm. But for now, I mean, the man was hit with thirty five thousand dollars for damages and lost wages, which if this guy just lost his job and he wants 35,000 in damages for lost wages were paying them too much and then 25,000 for emotional distress and that just floors me like your emotions are really Poor worth baby. that much someone made a blog about you i know i mean you how know, much this, money should i get for last year i don't year? care if your blog does have false statements in it it's the internet can please can people just please get over it I mean, there are all kinds of people saying all manner of things about if you, mm-hmm. the, the higher your profile. And I don't know how high this guy's profile is, but on campus, there may have been some buzz around him. Um, so the higher the, your profile, the more likely somebody's going to get online and call you a poopy head or whatever. Well, They're going to you know, say I, I mean things that, about you. It's one thing to say mean things. It's another thing to uh, you know allege that you've committed crimes and, and that sort of thing. Oh, I, so what? Who cares? It's a blog post on the Internet. I understand but in this case, that blog post led to the guy being fired. And it's not just one post. The blog, the blog's tirades over time led mm-hmm. to the guy being fired. That's not in dispute in this circumstance. So you can show damages. I, I understand your p- opinion on free speech. However, free speech needs to be free. Your opinion doesn't necessarily take into account how, um, you know, it, it may very well be that a free market court or arbitration organization may decide that there are damages here. And as uh, yeah. Well, I- over it these people that fired him need to uh, take the stick out of their butt too and you know if 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 it's a blog post that causes you to get fired well it was why, a, probably a true blog post, right well why okay? don't they ask him and hey I, did I you got do no this problem with stuff that's true right hey did well, you do this no that's a bunch of junk it's a blog post don't listen to that crap in all honesty i'm sure they knew ahead of time that he had done this but they're bureaucrats and they're gonna you know hire him and hide it as best they can and once it comes out in the open then they'll fire him. brush it under the carpet yeah until then. sure but sure. I mean, they they have to do their due diligence when hiring somebody and look into that. Just you need to have a thicker skin. Look, if you're going to exist in the online world, people are going to say things about you. And if you want to, ch- you know, chase down every YouTube commenter, every anonymous commenter, and people want <laughs> people are trying to sue newspapers to get their uh, information of who's co- commenting anonymously about them. I mean, come on, protect these people and let them say whatever they want, even if it's false. It's just the internet. It's just words. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online, of course, at freetalklive.com. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of our many features. You can go and see some of the lovely ladies that have sent in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. It's, uh, you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and public policy, public policy organizations in Washington, D.C., and around the United States. Uh, It's the Charles G. Koch Summer Fellowship Program. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. This is a, an incredible opportunity. Not only will you get paid and your uh, housing be taken care of, but you'll get experience that's invaluable, significantly more valuable than whatever summer pro- work you'll be doing uh, otherwise. Um, graduates have gone on to ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, The Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, The Economist, Cato Institute. Imagine what places like this look like on your resume. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. Sign up there to receive updates and reminders. It's an incredible opportunity for uh, young folks. Liber- libertarianinternships.com. All right, so we continue here, 800-259-9231. Kind of had an Internet focus here throughout the show uh, so far tonight, but of course there's more to uh, discuss out there, including the police lowering their standards in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, but first, uh, another Internet-based story about uh, the threat to Internet freedom. Uh, the Raw Story, reporting at rawstory.com. You may want to think twice The next time you share a link to your favorite video in a case against a New York website owner, the Department of Homeland Security is claiming that merely linking to copyrighted material is a crime. DHS, along with Immigration and Customs Enforcement, seized Brian McCarthy's domain, channelsurfing.net, in late January. The site has now been replaced with a government warning. This domain has been seized by ICE, Homeland Security Investigations, Special Agent in Charge, New York Office. It is unlawful to reproduce copyrighted material such as movies, music, software, or games without authorization. First-time offenders convicted of a criminal felony copyright law will face up to five years in federal prison, restitution, forfeiture, and fine. Unquote. The advocacy group Demand Progress has claimed that McCarthy never reproduced copyrighted material and that his website simply linked to other sites. A criminal complaint obtained by the group seems to acknowledge that agents knew that McCarthy was running a linking website. According to Special Agent Daniel Brazier in his complaint, writes... Based on my participation in the investigation leading to the February 2011 seizure, I know that ChannelSurfing.net was a linking website. Based on my training and experience, I know that linking websites generally collect and catalog links to files on third-party websites that contain illegal copies of copyrighted content, including sporting events and pay-per-view events, he added. The channel, or excuse me, the special agent detailed 17 copyrighted sports programs he was able to watch when he clicked on links at ChannelSurfing.net. Of course, he didn't commit a crime by watching those sports, which I'm sure he watched purely for his work. Absolutely. When the uh, criminal complaint alleges that McCarthy did engage in the, uh, excuse me, while the criminal complaint alleges that he did engage in the reproduction and distribution of copyrighted material, it's never clear that he actually reproduced any of the specified broadcasts. 
Under that sort of thinking, everyone who's sent around a link to a copyrighted YouTube video is a criminal, according to Demand Progress. And what else would they be? Calling the prosecution a radical shift in the way the government polices the Internet. So and this is the prosecution or the conviction? Uh, he has not been convicted as of yet. This is a complaint that is being brought against him. He's been arrested and, you know, is being persecuted for this. Sure, sure. It doesn't mean that he'll, that they will win, but the state typically does win in, uh, yeah. in cases like this because the judge who rules in favor of the state is not going to have liability if later on it's overturned. If if this case comes in front of, you know, district court, federal district court judge so-and-so, and judge so-and-so goes ahead and finds this guy guilty of copyright violations, then he's this guy has to retain the attorney's services to go up to the next level of court. And even if the appeals court or whoever uh, looks at this and says, well, this is crazy, let's overturn this, the, the judge that originally helped assist in this man's prosecution will not be held uh, liable for his actions, mm-hmm. so... I mean, there's there's nothing that the state has to lose by bringing these charges. The prosecutor is getting a salary. He's going to get paid whether or not he brings these charges. And the, the judge has no liability. And so if they can get a conviction on this guy and it can't be overturned, then boy, is that a scary prospect, isn't it? It gives them more power, more people to prosecute. That's right. And who and next time it could be you. It, it, it damn well it, could be. It really could be in this circumstance. Now, uh, you're right. I mean, what about uh, Free Talk Live? We run a BBS. It is our forum. Our listeners can go there and they can post pretty much anything. Uh, you know, there are moderators that are around there, but those moderators are only instructed to take off certain particularly egregious things like spam or you know child pornography or something like that, something that does not belong there. But if somebody posts a link to a movie, uh, hey, you know, check out this new Lady Gaga video. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, well, here's a really cool movie I saw, and here's the link to uh, the Pirate Bay where you can download a copy of it. I mean, the, yeah, the, I, these I links just, are everywhere. I, I go to movie aggregators all the time. I've not purchased nor rented nor even Netflixed a movie in years. I mean, everything is free online, and that's how it should be. I mean... Well, I don't object to purchasing things that I, uh, that I, I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, whenever I watch a movie that I like, I've actually been seeking out a director to try and pay their company directly for the entertainment that they provided me because I didn't want to pay some other like third-party company. And I, I actually enjoyed their film. So I've been seeking out the makers of this film. As a Have pr- you succeeded in this? Uh, I've succeeded twice doing that before. This one is a little more obscure, so it's kind of hard to find these guys. But I've written emails and whatnot because that's just I think that's the way it should be. Like if I go and pay movie for or pay money for a movie, I see it and it's awful. I've already lost that money. But if yeah. I see it and it's really good, I want to find the makers of that and pay them. So uh, this is a pretty scary uh, concept, and it could set a very frightening precedent for crackdown on um, a lot of people's internet freedom. So I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. There's actually a little bit more to the story here. The Phoenix Independent Examiner's Chris Greenwood expressed concern about what the case meant for freedom of expression on the internet, as he puts it. You see, when you shut down the last truly free medium that absolutely anyone can use to call for justice, freedom, or democracy where they don't exist, you leave the communication to the wealthy who can afford the ad space in print media and airtime on television and radio. Brian McCarthy is being used as an example. He added, someone who possesses no copyright material, broadcasts no copyrighted material, and duplicated no copyright material is being held by authorities because he has a site that indicates to people that there are other people who are possessing, duplicating, and reproducing potentially copyrighted material for others to watch. So and he's being held? That it, means he's in jail It right sounds now? like he's in jail, according oh, yeah. to that Lord. statement. Oh, there you go. 
1-800-259-9231. Land of the free, so, baby. So, yeah, the idea of jail is one of two things, right? Like a person is a flight risk or they're a danger to uh, society as a whole, right? Yeah, that's, that's the idea. This yeah. is pre-trial <clears throat> detention. This Mark, this man could get out and do more linking. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, the assumption is that the, at this point they haven't proven a that linking's illegal, and yep. b that this you know they they haven't proven this guy's done it. They haven't proven anything. So the suggestion is either a he'll run or b he'll hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like he's going to do either of these. To hold this man in jail is you know a, a miscarriage of justice. And these people do it all the time. That's right. That is just the assumption. Yeah. You will be arrested. You will be held, um, unless you know, held until your trial, which will be a year or something from now. Unless you can and pony you'll up do thousands can, of dollars, right? Tens yeah. of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or sign away all your rights for you know until your trial's over, even if you're found innocent. A lot of people don't even get that option. Yeah, you know, you, it's you, just they want cash. Yeah, you'd want to be able to sign your rights away uh, in order to get out of jail, and a lot of people just don't get that option. This is a guy that's being held in jail for linking things on the internet. Every Everybody who's listening has done this or hasn't been on the internet. One of the two. (laughs) 1-800-259-9231. Is there anybody actually out there that thinks this is good? Is there anyone out there that can can take... I think even they've kind of come around uh, over the years. I don't know. John Bon Jovi said that uh, Steve Jobs was responsible for destroying the music industry (laughs) single-handedly. At least that's what I saw on something today. So, Link. What a Link. (laughs) 1-800-259-9231. If you think it's a good idea to be putting people in jail because they put links on a website... Would love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. I mean, this is your government. You voted for them, right? DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do so by shopping with us. You start your shopping experience at shop.freetalklive.com, and you'll be able to get your shopping done in two different ways. One is uh, through Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer that I know of, uh, with a huge selection. You know Amazon. You just go to shop.freetalklive.com, click one of our Amazon links, and that'll take you into Amazon. And at that point, whatever you order, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. Now, if you're looking for something like computer parts, we also have links to new eggs. You scroll down a little bit at, at uh, shop.freetalklive.com, you'll see our new egg links for both Canada and the United States. You click on one of those links, and then a portion of your purchase at new egg will go to benefit the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. So you can shop one of two ways over at shop.freetalklive.com. Imagine opening your front door and coming face to face with your identity thief. The criminal who wasn't content to steal from your bank accounts and use your credit cards. This guy knows where you live and he's staking out your house and watching your family. 
that's what happened. Um, that's what happened to this uh, gal that Fox News reported on. Fortunately, she had uh, advanced warning from LifeLock. She said, without LifeLock, she wouldn't have known the thieves were coming and added that LifeLock services are legit and they do what they say they'll do and it's worth it. I don't want you to suffer the personal financial firestorm that identity theft brings. Protect yourself and your family with the same identity theft that a program that I use, LifeLock. LifeLock is the best and it's guaranteed. So join me in my mission that not one of you will fall victim to identity theft this year. If you want to not fall victim, there's only really one way to do it. You need to call now because I was able to get you a 30-day bonus of LifeLock protection and a free document shredder. Do this for yourself and your family. Call LifeLock today at 1-800-242-2693. It's 800-242-2693. One more time with that number, 800-242-2693. All right, as we continue, take your phone calls about what you want. Scott is on the line in Massachusetts. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Meg, and Mark. Yes, uh, good evening, uh, Mark and Ian. How are you? Meg's here too, Scott. What's on your mind tonight? I know you don't uh, like women, uh, but I just figured I'd let yeah. you know. Hello, Meg. How are you? Because you're a bigot. <laughs> oh, God. wow. You actually speak to women. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, my vagina clogs my ears sometimes, <laughs> so I never know. I, I agree with uh, the woman who, uh, who said that uh, God is angry with Japan, punished Japan. God oh. has punished America, and he's not done punishing America because uh, one day, women. very soon, we're going to have a, uh, a, a disaster, massive disaster, an earthquake, uh, what have you, in uh, California. And uh, God Boy, is... Boy, uh, how prophetic. Well, God is working... California will have an earthquake someday. <laughs> well, it's going to be happening soon. And uh, soon. all of the people that... Mock, That's really definite. Well, I think they well, have one every day. God is, that is true? very angry at this country. And uh, he's really angry. Has God told you that? Has he appeared to you in an apparition and uh, you know told this to you, that, God, that he's very angry? God, yes. God is yeah. angry with America and the world. He's really mad at all of mankind uh, for its sins. What about the loving God? I mean, didn't they? I remember when I was in church when I was a kid, they taught me that God loves everybody, that he's all no, loving. God, he's your father or whatever. God, lo- God hates the sin but loves the sinner. Uh, he hates sins. So by loving the sinner, he will send a massive earthquakes to show them how much he loves them? Some of them died from that, you know. And, and some of them were maimed, lost their fortunes. If my dad did that to me, I wouldn't think that he loved me. Many of them were probably Christians. Good so Christians. In, in this tough world, love, what's tough going love. on uh, is, is, is this such perversion and tolerance of homosexual and lesbian marriage uh, let's let's look at the Westboro Baptist Church based in Topeka, Kansas. Now they go to around the United States to dead U.S. soldiers, and they and they go with placards saying God hates homosexuals. Uh, uh, can I use the F word on the on the area? Uh, no, sir, to... you cannot. You will be uh, dropped. Right. No, <laughs> go you ahead. know uh, you know what I mean. Hags. Don't you don't want me to use it with F? Oh, no. I see. Uh, fag hags. Fag? You can say fag. There's another four-letter F word you can't say. Not the say. other F word. God hates fags. Yeah. They go around the United States. God hates fags. Dot indeed, com. He, in, indeed he does. He's, he's on the warpath with the nation. He hate if, what he created? God really felt that way, right? Like there's something he could do. He could not send a, a family of crazy lunatics with signs out in order to sue the pants off anybody who punches them in the mouth. Instead, God could 
appear on the David Letterman show. Or just send one of Shining Angels in case we can't look on his face and say, oh yeah, I just wanted to make it 100% clear for everybody, I really don't like gay people. It wouldn't take much, and it wouldn't take long. And he would be, it would be abundantly clear. You could perform a miracle point, to prove. Yeah. You know. A lot of people are, are not clear on whether or not, uh, how, how exactly God feels about this issue. What do you think about that, Scott? God, first of all, I don't like the word gay. I use the word homosexual because you can use whatever you gays, want. Gays have nothing to be homosexuals. Gays have nothing to be happy about. Gay is a connotation from the 30s, 40s, meaning how did they get happy. so fabulous then? <laughs> they're not. They're not. They have nothing to be happy about. I use the word homosexual. So I guess we can't count on you to show up at Buzz's big gay dance party this year, or rather Buzz's bigger gay dance party uh, this year at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Absolutely not. Thanks for the call tonight, Scott. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Well, then that means it's going to be a good party if Scott the Bigot isn't there. 1-800-259-9231. Sulk in the corner. (laughs) I think he would, like, I don't know, burn in... His flesh would just fall off at the sight of it or something. I don't yeah. know. It's interesting that he happened to call in, Mark, because just in the break prior to that, you found the quote from, uh, was it Falwell? Uh, or Pat uh, Robertson? Yeah, it was Pat Robertson. Because you had suggested earlier that you couldn't recall who was saying what, and you found yeah, it. Was, or, I said Oral Roberts, and I was wrong. Um, it, right here Roberts, from, Robertson. Yeah, w- mm. Wikipedia. Less than two weeks after the hurricane, Pat Robertson implied on the September the 12th broadcast of the uh, 700 Club that hur- the hurricane was God's punishment in response to America's abortion policy. He suggested oh, yeah. that oh, 9-11 and the disaster in New Orleans could be connected in some way. Uh, Steve uh, Leffermine expressed it in a similar view, uh, stating that, in my belief, God judged New Orleans for the sin of uh, shedding innocent blood through abortion. Providence punishes national sins, providence meaning the hand of God, pr- punishes national sins by national calamities. And I would just thought that this part, sins. yeah, this part was very interesting. Let me go on and finish it up. It says, "Greater divine judgment is coming upon America unless we repent." The now, this nationals- isn't Robertson. This is someone else, right? Yeah, th- this is yeah. He's 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 taking a little farther. This someone like minded Steve Leffamine. Go ahead. Uh, Robertson did say that it could be connected in some way, uh, but he said that the divine judgment is coming upon America unless we repent of the national sin of abortion. And this was uh, originally from uh, the Washington Post and the Houston Chronicle and uh, xchristian.net is where they actually are linking to Mm -hmm. it from. And, you know, these guys, this guy here is creating a new category of sin that I have personally never heard before. The national sin. (laughs) Now, you know, so therefore, if I am in a geographic area. Right. In which uh, there are sufficient number of sinners, I guess, kind of like Allah, Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. Do Do you know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah? Let me run it out. Let me break it on down for you. (laughs) So God decides something about butt sex. I'm not sure. Yeah, God decides that these uh, two places, Sodom and Gomorrah, are so very bad with their uh, their awful. Uh, you know, sexual deviance. Uh, apparently, they wanted to uh, uh, sodomize some angels that God sent down. Some people say that it was, in fact, God, um, you know, Elohim or whatever um, at the time. And instead of Lot tries to pass off his virgin daughters, oh, no, that's not good enough for us. We want these men in order to sodomize. Virgin daughters aren't good enough for us. Whatever the story. Um, so I guess that Lot's Was that out there- before or after Lot had the sex with his, his daughters? Must have been before, right? That was before. Okay. Um, yeah, apparently 
they were, uh, you know, Abraham is then, uh, you know, before this is inquiring exactly how many people need to be in the city in order for the city to be considered not quite bad enough to destroy. Um, I guess the numbers were uh, first 45, then 40, then 30, then 20, and finally got it down to 10. I guess they only were able to come up with Lot and his family, so it wasn't quite 10. God decides he's going to destroy the cities of both Sodom and Gomorrah by going into one of them, as I understand, and, um, you know, counting up the numbers. I don't know whether it had to be 10 in both or 10 in one. I, I'm not exactly sure. Wait, I'm unclear. Ten. That's because the story of, is ten percent of not people. percent. No, uh, people, people. Oh, ten people. So ten if, if ten people were good people, were good or, people. Apparently, and he would have spared them. Babies don't count, right? Like there have to be in a city ten infants, right? That, not good enough. God doesn't. Infants are born into sin. I guess mm. I don't know. Uh, well, that's so, what they believe, right? Everybody whatever. sins. But well, at that point, nobody was because Jesus hadn't come yet, right? So everybody's has sin, including Lot. But the babies didn't come and demand to sodomize God's angels, so I don't really understand the story. It's so he decided one, to destroy the cities. Yeah, one, another one of these you know hokey Bible stories that really don't make any sense. But this is, I guess, where this guy got this idea of national sin Let's from. Let's come back and talk more about this concept. Sense to me. National sin. 1-800-259-9231. You can also take control. Bring up what you want. Hour three's next. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the features that we give to you for free. The main feature of the site allows you to control the content by submitting different uh, items, uh, whether they be videos, news items, blog posts. You submit it. It shows up on the site. Other people can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've suggested. And you can vote on things, too. So uh, the most liked, most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of our website at freetalklive.com. We're going to come back to this concept of a national sin here in a moment. But we've got Vincent on the line listening to WTAR in Norfolk, Virginia. Hello, Vincent. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Megan, Mark. Hey, um, I wanted to say uh, I think Obama was correct when he brought up the fact that we needed alternative fuels. And he was laughed at. It seems to be a, a common mantra on the right that alternative fuels are a joke. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're so wrapped up into the, the monies that oil brings. But we put men on the moon, at least we believe so, and we, we create subs that can go for months and months without refueling, uh, why can't we come up with some alternative fuel? It just doesn't seem as though, it seems as though they're, they're telling us a fib. Well, I, d- 
I'd say that there's, you know, the main problem here I consider to be government. Um, and I think that that's at all levels. The fact is that, uh, you know, petroleum based fuels are subsidized by the federal government, both the exploration, uh, the, the, the government decides, you know, in the Gulf who drills where, who, dr- who refines where in the United States. They put all these regulations on refining. Um, so they, and also, uh, probably most importantly, they provide the security and the land acquisition in foreign countries. By that, I mean the military industrial complex uh you know if you've got if all those those uh, silly islamic foreigners happen to have our oil on top of them we'll go over and kill them uh we'll we'll mess up their government in order to get it uh, by we you i mean, mean the, the government yeah the united yeah. states government so oil has a great deal of uh, you political know, fed- preference yeah, yeah, political preference subsidy from the government that and from both sides by the way the democrats and the republicans mm-hmm. the the reason well, you know what you know I would have to. I would have to say I wouldn't blame government. I would blame uh, industry, and I would tell you why. How do you blame because, industry when industry isn't blowing anybody up? Well, well, yes, they are. I'll tell you. No, why. no, the government's blowing people up. Well, let, let me explain. Okay. I I can hire a lobbyist to go and lobby that politician so that he will give me the right to drill here. That so that he will sub uh, uh, sub give subsidies to my oil drilling and, and refineries. So it is business that is influencing government. Government cannot be corrupt. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, government, government can't be corrupt. Government is the monopoly privilege on the use of violence. How in the world is that yeah. not corrupt? If I whisper in your ear, why don't you go kill that guy? Am I wrong or are you? If the government wasn't there, the corporations or industries or whatever would not have the ability to do what they do. Right. If if there were no uh, military might, this multi-trillion dollar uh, fight going on over in Iraq, Afghanistan, if they didn't have that tool of violence of the military, then Exxon or whatever these other oil companies, they'd have to go and do their own exploring. They'd have to go and cut their own deals uh, with these, these other countries. They'd have to provide for their own protection services, and uh, they'd have to do business without forcing all of us to essentially pay for their research and development or their their con- their, their product acquisition. Exactly. You, well, you just you just said it. You said business would have to do that. So what they do is they get us to pay for them. That's, That's true. Of government. That's what well, we were telling well, you. They, the they government su- allows them to do that. They suggest that the government have uh, have us pay for it. But like I said, if I whisper in your ear and tell you to go commit a crime, I haven't committed the crime. You have. So the government is responsible for forcing you to pay for this stuff. Well, I just want you to think this out logically. To whose benefit is it? It's to the businesses. No doubt. No, kidding. no yeah. doubt That's what at we all. Told you. But you're saying no, the government no. can't be corrupt in and of itself. And I say you are dead wrong. The government. No, no, no. It, it, wait, wait, wait. I just want to say they always say follow the money. So if business is the one benefiting from this then it must be business who is behind it. And how are they behind it? Through lobbying? Through okay, in- we are not communicating here. Let me, Mark, calm down for just a moment. Let me see if I can get through here uh, to Vincent. Vincent, we're talking about the same thing. For whatever reason, we're talking past one another here. You're saying that businesses are lobbying for these things to happen. And that is another way of saying what Mark said earlier in that the government is essentially subsidizing the oil industry by using its resources in the form of the military to go and do these things on behalf of these businesses. So well, we're actually saying the same thing in different ways. Do you understand that? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But we're but we're not. And this is this is where we this is where we are we're making a misconnect. 
if I'm a mob boss and I send my hitman out to kill you, the mob boss actually killed you. The hitman is the middleman. The middleman in this case is the government. The mob boss is the business and industry who says, look, I want you to give me, we want, we don't, we want to have some subsidies here. So why don't you get that tax money from the taxpayer? Look, I'll fund your campaigns. I'll put the strategic person in line. And they, in fact, corrupt the government for their own okay. benefit. Okay, so, so let if, me, let if me... the government wasn't there, could they do that? Oh, if the government wasn't there, yes, because that's, that's fascism. They would own everything. They would have private cops. They would have a private army. So, they, would, they would do everything themselves. And you, but they don't have that, would, right, Vincent? You'd so, be forced to buy it? it yeah, how would they yeah. afford a private cop or a private army if I'm not if I'm not giving them money? Because like the government forces me to pay them money. Are you saying that Exxon's going to send men with guns to my house to uh, force me to pay for their military adventures? That if you shoot back, you're not going to go to you know jail well, for well, it. Well, now, now we know that us as citizens, we have a right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. And now, and now, business has been considered a person. They have a right to bear arms, and now they have a right to protect their property. And I know that many companies have private security agencies. I mean, look at Z. Or, That's or, true, but wait, you didn't answer my Vincent, question. You're going off the rails here. Just a second. Your analogy, you said that the, the, the mob boss uh, sends the, the hitman, right? government yes. okay so there's one hitman and that's the government but there are many mob bosses in that there are many people that are giving uh, orders to the government so your analogy doesn't hold still hold true there is not one mob boss there are many mob bosses but only one hitman so who has the power here the mob bosses in fact or the hitman the mob bosses. No, the hitman does. He does the hit. The mob bosses can't do the hit. They haven't got the guns. They don't have the monopoly privilege on the use of force. Ian, will you cue up that audio where Barack Obama says the government is the monopoly privilege of the use of violence? I think I've still got that somewhere here. You'll have to because that's what he says, Vincent. He acknowledges, our dear leader acknowledges that government is, in fact... The monopoly privilege on the use of violence. What essentially sets a nation state apart, which is the monopoly on on violence. What do you got to say about that? Well, obviously, any tool can be manipulated. But you have to ask who's doing the manipulation. I mean, that's really the case. We Clearly, so we it matters agree. which mob boss is doing the manipulation. Wait, no, he's saying the corporations are doing the manipulation. I know. And he's this right guy thinks that. that all all evil comes from corporations, when in fact corporations are really just people trying to do business. And some people will, in fact, try to use government violence to get what they want. No doubt corporations and businesses have done that all throughout the years. But the suggestion here is that the corporations are doing it, when in fact the government is doing it. He believes the government is good and can be used well by the populace in order to protect well, us I'll, from I'll the corporations and those that are powerful and those awful I'll, evil rich pre- people. I'll just I'll just say this and leave it at that. Uh, uh, the government has no uh, benefit in us running our cars off of oil or water, but an oil investor does. Indeed, so it is his benefit. Yes, it is to their benefit. The government has no. The government gains nothing from that. But well, yes, they do. They the government, in fact, gains because the politicians that run it get the the campaign financing from these corporations. Exactly. There exactly. We go. <laughs> and that's how it's always going to be as long as we, the little people, don't have the money to finance the powerful into their campaigns. What we're advocating here, Vincent, is taking the power out of the hands of the monopoly. And if you don't have government around this violent monopoly anymore to inflict these corporate views on people, then the corporations. Have 
How are they going to get their money to go and run their wars? I'm not going to pay for that. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features including news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. You can follow it via email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever works best for you. News.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. You can check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI. All right, so we're going to continue here with your calls in a moment, but I felt like there's some more clarification that's needed for uh, regarding our last conversation. So for those of you just tuning in, uh, we had Vincent on a few moments ago uh, listening in Virginia. He was telling us that – and we agreed with him on the most – I think critical, one of the more critical points of what he was saying, and that is that these corporations are essentially – influencing the government agents uh, or the government itself to uh, to take tax money from you on their behalf and use it to support their business like the oil companies uh, using the military to go around the world and secure uh, oil fields for them essentially at, at the cost of trillions of dollars taxpayer money and that essentially is a subsidy to the oil companies but of course it's not just the oil companies it's all kinds of corporations that team up with government to use the violence of the state because the government is a monopoly on violence the government is force as obama admitted there uh, in, in in his little comment um, to use the government for their ends but what we're advocating on this program is to take away the government aspect, or at least the monopoly violence aspect uh, of the government, to end its monopoly on violence, to make it so that they can't just force people to pay for things that they're not interested in paying for. Or at the very least, that the government not, uh, you know, not support oil companies in their foreign, uh, you know, acquisitions. But then and they're still like going to do other things yeah. to support yeah. other companies, Mark. I mean, but, we saw this. What Vince remember, was saying was that essentially. Essentially, that when a company becomes large enough that that company must be evil is the sort of the jump in logic that I was hearing from him. Yeah, and all kinds of small companies use the government to force their abs- way on people. Absolutely true. And not to mention the fact that uh, to me it seems that uh, you know any lobbying organization, whether that, co- that lobbying organization is AARP lobbying to keep Social Security as the way it is or whatever, or uh, you know the, the military industrial complex lobbying the government. As far as I'm concerned they're using an organization that has a monopoly privilege on violence in order to benefit themselves whether that uh, organization is a bunch of old people that have worked hard all their lives and paid into a flawed ponzi scheme or whether it's a, a, a corporation that wants to drill in the ground and draw out oil yeah and i it's coming from a liberal background i had a lot of trouble like 
figuring this out for myself with the corporations. Like I, I was raised to believe that corporations are evil and anything that has lots of money is obviously bad and stuff like that. The government has lots of money yeah, and, and is a corporation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it took me a while to sort of understand the whole backing of it that, you know, when you're calling for more regulations on these huge companies, all you're doing is creating more and more steps for the little guys to have to jump through. But the big guys, I mean, they have the money to get around this. They hire accountants, they hire lawyers, they hire lobbyists. Sure, yeah. and they the, want those. those yeah, uh, steps. the more of those regulations are in place, I mean, yes, it, it means more money they're going to have to spend getting around those things. But they're going to find ways around them, and the little guy is not. So all you're doing by you know advocating for more regulation of these people is solidifying their monopoly. Absolutely true. There's one really important factor that we did not mention about this whole discussion. And that is the the belief it seemed that Vincent has was that, well, if we get rid of the government, then the corporations will just, you know, have private armies and they'll just start killing people on their own. They don't need the government. They'll just start, you know, hiring murderers and going and doing whatever they want. Well, there's a problem with that particular viewpoint. And the problem is that the corporations do not have the printing press. They don't have the aura of legitimacy that allows them to literally print out as much money as they would like and then spend that money on things like warmongering. The reason, one of the primary reasons why we have such a warmongering state in this country is because of the Federal Reserve System, the fractional reserve fiat money system that essentially allows this group of central bankers that is tied in with the federal government to uh, print up as much money as they want, increment the number of zeros in a computer system as much as they want, and essentially inflate the money supply and give all of that money to the federal government, which the federal government can then spend buying more bombers and more tanks and you know paying more troops. The reason why there's such military expansionism and uh, you know adventurism around the world is because of that ability to literally steal money from your own wallet, from your bank account, without actually ever having to have you make a payment to an income tax. Even even if you don't pay income tax, like me, uh, even if you don't pay income tax, you're still being taxed by the federal government as long as you're using their dollars. So if the federal government were to disappear tomorrow and Exxon were to say, oh, crap, well, now we don't have a military at our disposal anymore, so we better hire our own mercenaries and military people to go around and bomb people and do all the killing we're used to doing, like the government doing for us. Well, they better open up their bank account and start doing that because uh, they're not going to be able to just take it from you. Yeah. They don't have that ability. If Exxon showed up at your house tomorrow morning with men with guns, if you defended yourself against the Exxon agents, no one would blame you for it. They don't have the same kind of aura of legitimacy like the police do. Like if the police show up and demand money from you and you don't do it and you defend yourself with, you know, with like defensive violence because they're trying to take you and take you away from your family, then you'll look like a crazy loon uh, because the government has an aura of legitimacy. People believe it's okay for the government to steal from people. I don't think so, but a lot of people believe that's okay. It's the society that we live in. That's the way things are. They have all things they'll say that, you know, to justify this violence. But to have the uh, Texaco agents show up at your front door and threaten you with violence if you don't give them money so they can go and bomb people in the Middle East that's just not going to play with most people. So do you understand the you know the kind of critical difference here yeah. between and while, the two? While they do have a lot of money now and could maybe do that like 
you know, hire their own miniature army or whatever now. I don't think many people are going to be getting their products if that's how they run their business. Yeah, I don't and have so, to buy your products. Yeah, so I have a feeling that any company that handled itself that way would tank pretty quickly. Absolutely. I want to support the uh, oil companies that are doing business on a peaceful basis. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. But I am forced to support the government by the threat of violence that they use against me and my family. So hopefully I've made that clear as we continue here. Let's talk to Seth, listening in West Virginia to WVTS in Charleston. Hello, Seth. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I listen to you all a lot, and you all are on Fox News here where I am, which is the only thing that comes in clear. So as you can understand, this is the only show that I really want to listen to. Excellent, sir. Um, what I was wondering, I hear you all talk about secession, and I was wondering what you thought the government's response would be to that if a group actually did get together and did try to secede, do you think – what do you think their response would be? Good question. Okay. Um, first off, I'd like to say that I think secession sort of lives in the uh, fantasy world um, You know, here on Free Talk Live. I don't think that it's a likely outcome. Maybe things People are will talking change. about it, Mark. Maybe things will change in the future, but I think that currently it's it's a fringe idea. Not to say that fringe ideas don't move to the, the center at some point, but I think that we've, there are some concrete steps that, uh, you know, that, that ought to be taken. We've got to talk about it. this. We're going to come back and do that here in a moment. You're welcome to hang through and uh, discuss it with us, Seth. More in a moment here at 800-259-9231. What would the government do if a state uh, government decided to call it quits? Hey, we're done with this. We're out of here. See you later. Uh, 800-259-9231. Also, you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Meg is here courtesy of her website, libertyflare.com. Meg, what is Liberty Flare? Uh, Liberty Flare, little one-inch buttons with uh, Liberty images, phrases. Um, I have lots of different Liberty organizations that actually get 50% of your purchase. And uh, they're really cheap, really easy way to start conversations about Liberty. All right, so you can go to libertyflare.com to yep. uh, order up a bunch because they are really cheap. Yeah, and, uh, and shipping's cheap uh, too. Yeah, shipping flat $2 no matter how many you buy and uh, doing some updates on the website right now, but it's still working, so don't worry. Fantastic. That's libertyflare.com. And Free Talk Live's webcam, which is available for free, by the way, over at cam.freetalklive.com, is there. And it's tur- uh, courtesy of Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers. At up to 99% off of list, list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In stock, ready to ship the overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. We continue here, and uh, we go back to Seth, who may still be with us. Seth, are you there yep. listening in West Virginia? Now, you called with a yep. good question tonight uh, regarding secession. It is certainly a topic that's discussed fairly often on this show. I think Mark kind of downplayed it a little bit. I think that secession is much more of a uh, topic of discussion today than it has ever been, at least in my lifetime. Uh, LewRockwell.com, the most 
a popular libertarian uh, website on the internet has talked about secession multiple times on their front page and uh, certainly I think this is a topic that should be discussed that should be brought up at, at family dinners it should be brought up at uh, the water cooler it should be brought up all over the place people need to start getting the concept out there again so people uh, can have that initial reaction that they do and the, one of the initial reactions people have is my god they'll roll in tanks or you know mm-hmm. what will they do if we attempt to secede because usually one of the common reactions to uh, someone bringing up secession is well that's been tried and you know they kind of yeah. brush it off because well back in the 1800s people were were murdered over their attempt to uh, to secede it wasn't and it just murder well. um, but first off the point that i was trying to make is nullification steps are being taken all over the country and state after state and you're going to have to see these steps of nullification before you see the ideas of secession really step into the 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 limelight, I just and I well, feel that the federal government is going to collapse under its own weight and its own poor monetary policy before anybody has the opportunity to really secede. Maybe and, true. And just to say, from the West Coast, I mean, we never felt connected to the East Coast at all, which is where the like capital is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, I think if you mention secession to anybody on the West Coast, they it wouldn't be the knee jerk reaction that it is here. It'd just More be favorable. like, yeah, that that makes sense. You know? Yeah, but I think they're still going to be f- afraid of violence. They're still yeah. going to be afraid that the federal government is going to use anything within their purview, any amount of violence to keep a state in because that's what happened in the past. And so to, to answer the question as to what will happen today. Well, I think the, the most important thing is is that um, when when the uh, the South stayed for a long time uh, you know, in the North, and if you've ever seen a couple that stayed together too long after you know the, the, the bell told for the relationship they hate each other you know they just and that was really what went on between these uh, these two and the so the south fired on fort sumter granted the north kept on resupplying it with the uh, ships the south asked them to leave and they wouldn't leave and then finally the south fires on on the north i think that the real trick is don't fire on any military bases and then the military won't have any reason to respond. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's true. But you know, for a more realistic uh, idea of what would happen today, because there aren't too many you know, military bases in, uh, it's very unlikely it, that's going to occur. Most right? states have uh, military bases, Ian. Right, but uh, yeah, but it seems unlikely that anybody's going to actually try to attack one of them. Well, if today. you have a state that is now sovereign and the federal government has a military base that is um, is unwelcome there, you may very well get this. Well, either way, I agree with you, Mark. It's a bad idea to do it, and I, I would hope that most people are as, are sensible to that today. Um, but as far as what would happen if the federal government were to initiate the violence, because certainly they are initiators of violence in plenty of different ways, uh, then I think that uh, would look real bad for them. I, they don't have the ability to cover things up like they would have had in the 1800s. Uh, you know, news traveled by horseback then, uh, for the most part. Right. If they'd had YouTube to be able to show these ships coming and resupplying Fort Sumter instead of uh, shooting, they could have pr- yeah. passed these YouTube videos around and say, "Hey, look what these people are doing." Yeah. So I think that the whole situation would be entirely different. Uh, communication would change everything about the concept of secession. Your thoughts, Seth? Well. See, I just I, I don't see anything that doesn't result in the government trying to say this is this is the way we want it to be because that just seems like what they do. You so you, I mean? you believe and, you believe they're going to roll in tanks or like drop a nuke or well, what do you think they're going to do? No, no, no. Uh, I do think that they would try to put some sort of troop response. I think, with, uh, and they they. I, 
before that, even, though, <laughs> he's I mean, at the grocery store. <laughs> Sorry, go I, ahead. I try to multi, try to multitask. Um, I th- otherwise, I think that uh, before that even happened, they would try to change the law. The to, law regarding whatever the state, because it would have to be a democratic thing. At some point, it would have to be a vote amongst the people in whatever state or group that wanted to secede. It would have to be some sort of vote amongst them, and they would try to change some sort of law to prevent that. So saying that uh, a vote for secession um, in a state would have to be 75, 25, or a supermajority of uh, 66, I don't think the federal government could make a claim yeah, on what would, what would or would not uh, you know, pr- would proclaim secession. And, and thanks for the call tonight, by the way. I appreciate it. I'll let you get back to your bagging there. It sounded mm-hmm. like she was upset. The <laughs> no, automated a, voice yeah, was, the was very upset that he was not bagging. So uh, thank you for that at 800-259-9231. You have to sit on hold sometimes. You know, you're yep. doing things. Cell phones make it easy to call anytime. It's a legitimate concern, I think, that people have because the federal government is violent and they don't hesitate to use that violence. But if the New Hampshire state legislature decides that they are done with their allegiance with the federal government, then there's very little that the federal government's courts can do about that. I mean, they can stomp their feet all they want. But if politically New Hampshire has gotten to that point where they are ready to say no more nullification, we are nullifying right. our agreement entirely. But this is the point that now. I want to make, Ian. I agree with you. I'm for I'm for secession. You're not going to get me to say that I'm not for that. However, I think that it is a politically inexpedient idea, and here's why: you can do all the things you want to do through secession without doing secession and that's what really scares people is the idea of actual the word secession because if you tell the if the if the state of new hampshire tells the federal government look you don't have any right to collect income tax within our state borders and then sends word to its uh its constituents the 1.4 million people that live in new hampshire you needn't pay federal income that'd tax. that'd be great mark we're I mean, not essentially we're not accepting seceding. those things it, it is essentially seceding however secession means secession and nullification means nullification and it's different things let's talk to michael get- listening in alabama listening to wbhp in huntsville hello michael hey yeah hey. hi how are you doing go ahead with your thoughts yeah I'm just looking at that like i was telling that your other guy there see i've lived on the west coast i've lived on the east coast in between places and all over the country and i believe right now the way things are that if, if the, a secession movement got going i think just about every state and the union right on here would be willing to go along with it because there is no point in this whole country going down the tubes because of a bunch of nutcases in D.C., man. Yeah, that much I agree yeah. with you is that if a domino falls, that you're likely to see other dominoes fall. Absolutely. And that you'll find that those people, those states say, look, we're willing to trade, essentially put an Articles of Confederation into place. Um, or the, the idea of the Constitution was to to have an army, a standing a standing military, or at least one that could be called up, a standing navy and, and a military that could be called up, and to let the states not uh, you know, put tariffs on other states. I think that you would likely see the states have an agreement among themselves to not put tariffs up, and maybe they'd come up with some kind of uh, military solution. Michael, Although thanks, I for don't the, know. thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Remember, Mark, there was actually a study done, uh, I think it was like within the last year or so, and I don't remember which organization, I apologize, it's just my, re- my recollection here, that found that one out of five Americans, a solid 20% of Americans, support right now, today, the idea of secession. Mm. And I think that is a good starting point, to have 20% 
percent of Americans say, "Yeah, let's secede from the, this country." If twenty percent support secession, how many support nullification? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so let's move in that direction. Keep the conversation going here on the air and in your personal lives as well. Put that idea out there and let's get it out because the more the idea spreads, the more realistic it'll become. We're coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we give to you there totally free. Again, freetalklive.com. Like the show? Want to help support Free Talk Live? Go to promote.freetalklive.com. And you get a whole list of things that you can do there to help get Free Talk Live to more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. And another way to help the show is to buy some gold and silver, and that'll help you too. Right. So many shows are talking about get gold and silver here, get them there. Um, you know, different companies are advertising on the radio. Well, Free Talk Live is syndicated by a company that sells gold and silver. Uh, Genesis Communications Network and Midas Resources are sister companies. They're both run by the, the same uh, fellow. I don't know their exact uh, corporate structure or anything like that. But they sell uh, gold and silver, and they do it at some of the best rates that you'll find on the Internet. Uh, This was one of the stipulations that we had with uh, dealing with uh, Ted Anderson of uh, Midas Resources, and, you know, he agreed completely. Free Talk Live should be able to offer the best prices uh, to people, at uh, you know, companies that sell gold and silver, major companies that sell gold and silver. You probably can scour the Internet, find somebody on eBay that's selling it uh, somewhat cheaper, but your time costs money, too. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. We have uh, many, many different uh, sources of gold and silver there intended that you can uh, price compare between companies to make it easy for you. There's some beautiful, uh, you know, silver rounds that are created specifically uh, for, you know, as in order to get silver into your hands as bullion. Um, There's the Mises coin there, the Montana Silver Reserves, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds. Go check them out at gold.freetalklive.com. It costs the same to ship one coin as it does to ship 20. So buy something that you can get 20 coins in. Uh, It's gold.freetalklive.com. So 800-259-9231 is the number. Let's continue taking your calls. Ladies first, Helen, listening in New York to WNYY. Hello, Helen. Oh, hi. Whoops. They're on speaker. Sorry. Oh, you sound fine. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, um, you know, I don't think New Hampshire's ever going to do any secession. <laughs> There's never going to be legislation for that. How but, do you know? Um, you can dream. Why, why well, are you so I, sure um, about that? Well, actually, that's really not the main thing. Uh, your your governor, I believe, is he's a Republican, correct? He's a Democrat. Nope, he's a Democrat. He is? That's yeah. right. Well, he's behaving like a Republican. Oh, okay. Well, wh- all right. In what way do you think he's behaving like a Republican? Well, your your state is on the list of all these people who are trying to crush unions, you know, that like what's happening, what is everybody knows in Wisconsin, but it's also happening in Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, 
Is that happening here? I hadn't heard anything about yes, that. Yes, there is legislation to affect um, a. Uh, it, it it requires that it, it doesn't allow unions to just come into a shop, hold a, a blind ballot vote, and then force people that are in that shop that didn't vote for that union to be in it. And I I really have a problem with uh, you know this blind ballot voting um, as far as unions go. If people want unions in their shop, then they should they should be able to to have them, and they shouldn't be able to force anybody who doesn't want to be in the union to be in the union and that's, i agree that's what the, well that's what the legislation's about okay the legislation's about forcing people that don't want to be in unions into unions and that's what the legislation's about so so people are forced uh, we're talking about public employees right um, public this employee. this this is actually this um let, you're talking about pub, public employee um uh, unions which is i think is a different thing uh public ploy employee unions was opposed even by franklin delano roosevelt They're, they've only yeah, been around that, yeah. since 1958 these are really new phenomenons on the in the workplace um you know they're they're not unions in the sense that unions have been for the worker these uh these folks aren't uh they they deal with the public in an entirely different fashion. Well, I know that the uh, private corporations, companies, whatever, uh, they've gone from like 20 years ago, it was like 25% yep. of all, all workers yep. belong to unions, and now it's like 7%. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I, admittedly, um, you know, things things do change over time. You know, there's... I uh, think that speaks uh, to uh, the yeah. improvement in working the, conditions. At, at one point, the, um, uh, you know, the steam engine made perfectly good sense. It was a huge yeah. advance, and, and now, now we've moved past it. Now power plants are blowing up. Yeah, yeah. things well, change I, over time. It was right? an 8.9 hurricane, or excuse me, 8.9 earthquake. I mean, one, one of the no, five it, largest. No, it actually was upgraded to 9.0 now. One of the largest five earthquakes ever to be recorded. So, so. what? I mean, That's what right. else is on your mind tonight, Helen? Well, I was wondering. I'm not a libertarian, you know. I, mm-hmm. If you if you accuse me of being a socialist, I'll say thank you. Um, but um, so, what do you guys think about unions? Isn't that what people should do? They should unite and have unions, If you it's know? to their benefit, sure. I mean, why not? As long as they're not using the the violence of the state to back up what they're doing, as long as they're just simply uniting and, and bargaining and negotiating, I have no problem with, uh, well, with like that. Well, what, like what, what happened in Wisconsin, that was totally peaceful. Those, are, uh, those are not peaceful uh, people. They uh, they acted peaceful in, in their, they acted peaceful in their, uh, their you know, protests, but they work for the state, and the state is a violent organization. It is a monopoly no, on violence. No, all the citizens of Wisconsin. It wasn't just a what are all these teachers? It was thousands like, upon you know? thousands of government bureaucrats yeah. that descended on in which Wisconsin. Which just shows how much money is being thrown into the government there, as opposed well, to when the I was people. in school. I never once had a teacher beat me up. No, no, no. Okay? They're not violent so out and out. I'm sorry if I if I misspoke, but they are the beneficiaries of violence. Their paychecks are garnered through threats of violence against people, human human beings. If I don't pay property taxes to go to benefit these schools with which I disagree, and I do don't not, have any own and don't send any okay. kids to. Right. Well, I don't have I, a problem educating people. I don't have a problem supporting education, but I do have a problem supporting coercion and I have a problem supporting a system that is based in violence. Oh, I, I, I'm not into coercion, but like I still don't get, okay, like I told you I lived in France and stuff, and I, I thought socialism was a great system. But if you can have your socialist wait, wait, wait. system without let, let coercion, say- then it's fine with me. But the problem is when the state exists, and the definition of socialism in- includes the state ownership of uh, everything, so the state exists in the concept of uh, okay. socialism. But if you've got a commune, then I, I don't care. Don't, I still don't get. Maybe I should, you guys have a website or something. I don't, and I was in philosophy and political science, so I, I, I don't, and I also was in biology, but I don't get 
the difference really that much between you guys and anarchy, libertarianism and anarchy. But I'm sure you could well, explain it. Anarchy, I'm yeah. not a libertarian and I'm not an anarchist. I'm a voluntarist. And uh, I don't think Mark would describe himself as the same. But So I'll just answer that question. Um, Anarchism kind of has a connotation of uh, bomb-throwing violence. Now, whether or not that's true, you no, can no, talk— No, 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 it, it means no government. Right, I understand. Yeah. You're, you're very well-educated edu- yeah. and informed. It's However, just when you say the word anarchy, instantly everybody around you who doesn't have well, those ideas is going to think of things blowing up and people killing each other. Right, so because a lot of people that call themselves the anarchists, Helen, will throw bombs and will break storefront windows. And to me, those people aren't, aren't real anarchists, but they might as well be because that's what they're labeled and so on and so forth. So I don't support uh, coercion. I support human beings interacting on a consensual basis. And I think the, the term anarchy has also has a connotation of no rules. And I think that rules are fine. I think that then rules, in fact, are very useful. To make rules? Don't you have to get together and decide on the rules? Let's decide voluntarily where everyone consents uh, to those rules. Let me me use an example here, Helen. Um, Did you decide on some rules with your cell phone carrier company? No, I just signed up with AT&T. You signed a contract. Um, then, you you know, the same with your home insurance, your same with your fire protection, your flood insurance. You've created these binding documents uh, with, right. these, with these companies, and those documents govern your behavior. Um, the difference between a, uh, you know, a government and a voluntary society essentially is that the government it doesn't have a monopoly. In the same way that the Catholic Church ha- used to have monopolies on Western Europe, they now don't. People live in diff- with different religions um, all inside Western Europe and the lack of religions. Thank goodness. In the same way, I believe that we're, what we're moving more towards in this world is having the freedom of choice. And that freedom of choice includes uh, freedom of choice by whom we are governed. So I could have, say, the governing system of the United States, but I could move to Bulgaria and I would be ruled uh, by the, 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 the governing document that I signed with, say, the United States in order to follow their rules and i don't have to follow the bulgarian rules do you get it yeah actually um i I could be i'm in the process of becoming a citizen of ireland because my grandparents are from there okay you know their economies in the tanks (laughs) but so it's all about getting rid of of monopolies on violence and who would be against getting rid of monopolies thanks helen for the call tonight yeah indeed i appreciate hearing from you we got (laughs) to get uh we got to get brian on the line here in west virginia listening to wvts brian you're on free talk live with ian megan mark Brian? Hey, how you doing? Hey, go ahead with your thoughts. You've only got a few moments. Oh, I was just wanting to talk about what... Uh, I'm just stunned and confused. Or I'm broke. <laughs> I just wanted to see if there's anything that we as the public can do for the rising fuel costs. If, is there anything that we can do to... to Secede from the federal government. I don't know what you could do. I, I don't have any good examples. Um, you know, the, it's it's so sad that the prices get run up by speculators. The oil companies don't make near the profits that uh, governments do on on uh, fuel. But it's you know, yeah. it's sad the individual can't do anything about it. Uh, thanks. You can you know support alternative energies and try to move away from oil, but that's obviously expensive as well. Hey, thank you for the call, uh, Brian. We're short on time. Mark, bring up the uh, national sin thing tomorrow night. We'll talk about it then. See you. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. Okay, it's another edition of the Edgington Post. And today I have with me George Menkoff. George, are you there? 
I'm here. Now, George, you wrote a book uh, recently. I just got it, as a matter of fact. It's called Leaves of Fate. Yes. And it's about the um the Jamestown colony and you know Pocahontas and and uh the who's the guy there John Captain John Smith John Smith it's uh actually there are three books uh it's a trilogy it deals with the first two generations of Englishmen in the new world it deals with uh John Smith obviously and Pocahontas as you said it also deals with Sir Francis Drake and the court of Elizabeth it's the time of Shakespeare, and it is really a chronicle of the Elizabethan age. Now, is it a fiction book or a oh. historical book? Well, it's historical fiction. Yeah, I, you know, I like that. I think it fi- I find it very palatable. It's a, it's a way to get it's a way to get facts uh, in a, in a manner that uh, you know is, is more comfortable to read. Well, I, that's what I tried to do. I tried to make these uh, historical figures come alive. With their own personal and their own, you know, their own philosophical, uh, 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 religious, uh, theological problems, and uh, in the midst of this great emergence of the English, of the English Empire, and the, in some sense, the demise of the Spanish Empire. Now, uh, this obviously Jamestown is a, it's a time in American history that really captures people's imagination. Obviously, it's you know things are early on, really touch and go. Um, you know, they had some economic troubles uh, early on, the kind of mirror things that might be going on today. What were some of their choices? Um, what were some well, of their choices? Basically, what happened was it was a the English came to the New World because they felt a certain moral superiority to the Spanish. They came to the New World to protect the Indians. They came to the New World not to find gold, not to enslave people, but to protect and really to become as farmers. The problem was that the Jamestown Company was organized as so as a kind of commune where everybody would share and everybody would work and everybody would share in the profits. The problem is that uh, with all idealistic ventures where everybody shares, nobody felt inclined to work. And that was further exacerbated by the fact that most of the first settlers, 107, 106, the number's never really been settled on, uh, were mostly nobles. or not nobles, but worthies. Who worthies? Were by, worthies. They were, you know, the upper echelon, the elite of, uh, not quite noblemen, but the elite of English society. So they took a bunch of people that hadn't worked ever, and uh, they told them, if you work hard, you'll share in the profits with everybody else equally. You've got it. And the pro- <laughs> well, well, that had know. to work. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So it ended up being an absolute disaster. Uh, you know, the, the, and plus the fact, the English were sent to the colonies with very strict orders from uh, the king and from their council in England not to harm the Indians. So when the Indians attacked, when they first landed, there was a huge, there was a debate whether they should build a fort or not, because they thought that might be a provocation. Um, anyway, uh, Smith, who had, who had lived a, a life uh, of adventure, uh, even before he uh, landed in Jamestown, fighting the Ottomans in the east and being captured, Real uh, by the Ottomans, sold into slavery, where he escaped and 
ramble through Russia and back to England. Jeez, I can imagine that was a heck of a journey. Oh, it was. It, it's an amazing story, and it's all true. I mean, it is true. Um, they don't tell you that on the History Channel. No, they don't. <laughs> and they will tell you a number of other things, which I just want to go into right now, if I might. Yeah, go right ahead. I, well, you know, there's, uh, Smith is always betrayed as a man who massacred Indians. He was terrible to the Indians. Uh, I mean, basically, he was a genocidist, which wasn't true. Actually, actually, the exact opposite was true. He was the only Englishman to visit survivors of the early adventure in uh, Roanoke to learn the Indian language. But more importantly, uh, or less importantly, or whatever, they, the, the Englishmen wouldn't work. They wouldn't plan crop because they were basically soldiers, and they expected their commanders to provide them with food. So the only place that the English could get food was Smith trading with the, with the Native Americans for corn. So he couldn't be, he couldn't be a, a monster because the Indians would just move away and they'd all starve. So it was a very, very complicated balancing act that Smith had to be strong, but he had to be humane. And the Indians, for their part, uh, while they would have liked the Englishmen to get out, the simple truth was that they wanted the the English weapons, the guns, the swords, the metal axes. I'll bet. I, you know. so, so it was a very complicated game between these two relatively, I wouldn't call them hostile, but let's say they um, they had different motivations. But Smith, by far, was the man who tried to balance all of this and keep the colony alive. Uh, basically, Smith came to the New World as an idealist and, and, and quickly learned he'd better be a pragmatist. Now, so, go, go so ahead. The, I'm sorry. So in the end, he saw that the way the colony was organized didn't work. And... Um, through all this period, we, we deal with tobacco. Um, tobacco was a very... Uh, let me give you the history of tobacco, which is never talked about. Okay. Tobacco, actually, before Columbus uh, discovered America, he discovered tobacco because he saw these two Native Americans, these Arawaks from the West Indies in a canoe smoking what looked like a megaphone, which was really the the Arawak version of a cigar. So he actually discovered tobacco. Huh. Now, through a series of, how would I put it, accidents, tobacco, and it's, it's, it's talked about in, in the first volume of my book, The Way to Smoke. What is it again? It's called The Weight of, Sp of Smoke. Okay. W-E-R-G-H-T of Smoke. Gotcha. Uh, it, tobacco was seen as a, as a medicine as a universal cure. Yeah, I've, I've heard that in the past. Right, and that spread throughout Europe, plus the fact that the uh, Portuguese and uh, Spanish sailors brought uh, smoking the, the, the smoking to all of the ports in England, in Europe. 
So take uh, the fact that it's kind of a, considered a, a panacea, a cure-all, for, um, and the fact that it's addictive. Probably not nearly as addictive as cigarettes are today, but addictive nonetheless. Oh, yeah, absolutely addictive. Yeah, and, and you know, it's spreading like wildfire, I imagine. Yes, it was. Uh, it was pushed by the fact that it was a cure, plus the fact it was addictive and it was a pleasure, uh, plus the fact that people could make fortunes importing and selling tobacco. Sure. As a matter of fact, there was one point in England when tobacco, good tobacco from the West Indies, was worth its weight in silver. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And as a matter of fact, uh, when I, talk, uh, I talked about the uh, Drake's battle with the Armada in 1588, even during the Spanish-English Wars, there was still the trade in tobacco from, uh, from Spain never ceased. At one point, this is this goes to our story of tobacco. So much coin, so much silver coin was leaving England that the English uh, crown forbade any English currency to be uh, exported to its colonies, which further exacerbated the problem because we have Rolf who figured out how to uh, plant. West Indian tobacco in Virginia, the, the Indian tobacco was not very good and was not used, uh, was not really uh, saleable. It was very, it wasn't a good tobacco. Gotcha. So what happened was then that the only, the only currency that the English could use was tobacco itself, pounds that's, of tobacco. That's how they do it in prison. Well, that's right, and they and the Romans did it with salt. Yep. So, so that was the problem, and where it come, where today it sort of touches our, you know, our own problems today was that the English government made laws that were really horrible. They didn't understand the situation on the ground in 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 Jamestown. They tried to everything they did to pry the colonists away from tobacco actually exacerbated the situation. They really didn't give a reasonable alternative. And Smith was really the only one who saw the way out. He was totally against tobacco for large numbers of reasons. One, because tobacco was Mm labor-intensive, and you had indentured servants who served for seven years. But the way the system developed with tobacco was that these servants became almost permanent servants. What you did was have in the indentured uh, servant system, as it was, was the beginning of the superstructure of a slave state. Sure. And what Smith suggested, because he really wanted, he was the idealist, he, he changed. He wanted every, because he was an outsider to the class system, he was just barely a captain, or what you might call a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he saw that fishing off the banks of New England was a better way to earn a, a better way to create and finance a colony. Because every man, every woman who wanted to work as hard as they would would reap their rewards directly, rather than relying on a system of indentured servants and basically uh, a slave labor system. 
Now, weren't most of these indentured servants that were brought over, weren't they young people, like uh, basically children? And then by the time they reach, you know, apprentices to some extent, and then by the time they reach adulthood, they're they're free to go. Did they how did they end up sort of in, um, you know, a lifetime of indentured servitude as a result? How how did they how did the uh, the 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 plantation owners manage to to suck them in this way? Right. uh, You're absolutely right. They were very young. They were probably, most of them were probably in their 20s or younger. What happened was they would come and they would work for whoever would pay their way across the uh, pond. Right. And they would work, and if there was any infraction of any of the rules, they were, by the council, they would be forced to work another seven years. Oh. So English law didn't apply. It was too, England was too far away. Gotcha. Uh, When the English first came in 1607, it was a three-month journey. By the, you know, probably by 1608, when they figured out how to do the middle, how to sail the middle passage, it was six weeks. But it was still six weeks. And also, the reports that England were getting were very, very skewed. Uh, Basically, Smith, who wrote many books about this, uh, even when he was in the colony, Try to tell the truth. And of course, when you tell the truth, you get into a lot of trouble. It can happen. Oh, as a matter of fact, some of the worst people in the colony were given huge tracts of land sure. along the uh, Chesapeake. I'm talking tens of thousands of acres. And, and Smith never got anything. Hmm. Uh, the um, when these young people were brought over and their you know their their sentences essentially are extended through the council and not through English law, I mean right. uh, you know ob- these people were beaten on a pretty regular basis as indentured servants. I mean that was the way it was done. Oh yes, they were treated horribly. What kind of infractions um, were they given? What, what kind of infractions would result in their uh, their extension of their their servitude? Uh, talking back to their uh, whatever you want to call Owner. them, their owners, yeah. uh, you know, stealing uh, you know a piece of bread. I mean, it was really it was just an excuse. Everything, the gotcha. cursing, anything, uh, uh, not being at work on time. I mean, it was literally uh, as capricious as you can imagine. Now, um, what would have happened? Just you know, speculating. You're a history guy here. Uh, what would have happened if uh, you know, say, Jamestown had decided to go with uh, Captain Smith's advice and not use tobacco as sort of the the economic uh, currency bailout situation? Well, I think the two things would have happened. My guess is first, there'd be no slavery because there, there was no need for slavery because you would be, uh, you know, everybody would have their boat. There would be, uh, you know, certainly there were a number of sailors who would probably be very happy to be in uh, in Jamestown and go and, you know, hunt whales or uh, cod or, what, you know, whatever was needed. Uh, so, I, plus, I think another thing, which is very, the English had denuded their forests. Uh, so, it would have been an impetus to create a domestic shipbuilding industry. That makes sense. Uh, they have, uh, you know, the, the between the live oaks in the south and uh, the white oaks, or was the white pines in the in the north. They had uh, all the the raw materials to make incredible uh, ships. 
That's right. I, I forget the numbers, but to create one ship of the line for the English took, I, I forget, thousands of, of, of trees. I just want to make one more comment about trees in uh, Jamestown. The way uh, the Native Americans hunted was to burn the forests. Now, what I mean by it, it was a control burn to uh, herd the uh, deer into a central into a central location mm. and kill them for food. After hundreds of years of burning, it's not that the, the land was denuded, but there were these beautiful parks uh, with huge, huge trees. As a matter of fact, everyone who saw Virginia in you know uh, from the first, as they call it, the first settlers, you know, into the actually into the Civil War, called that uh, it was a land of forests. When we go to Virginia today, what we're seeing is a ruin of a ruin. <laughs> uh, uh, so there was plenty, plenty of trees. Now, um, what, what, based on your knowledge of history, what philosophy should we adopt uh, in solving our current economic woes? I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff facing Americans are facing high unemployment. Uh, it looks like our currency is being devalued, uh, uh, you know, a day after day. It seems like. The philosophy is that the, you know, the easy answer is always wrong, and the conventional wisdom is always wrong. Basically, this country has to go back to manufacturing. It has to go back to its manufacturing base, and it has to forget I'll just about taxation. The English, James I hated tobacco. He called it the stench, and he really wanted to get rid of it. So the way he thought he would get rid of it is to impose a tax on any tobacco imported into uh, England. The problem was that the tax was so profitable to the crown that actually he lived on the tobacco tax. So even those who hated it couldn't get rid of it. So I would I would say taxing things is a bad way to... Uh, to extend the policy. I would agree. Uh, also, I, I, I think that in the end, individual initiative has to be encouraged. Uh, you know, uh, the colonies in uh, New England did very well on fishing. Uh, and they would have, and so would have Jamestown. People needed food in, in, in Europe. And their forests were depleted. That's right. Their, their, their food supplies were depleted. Actually, it's speculated that uh, that uh, that uh, fishermen, even before Columbus, knew about the great schools of fish off Greenland, uh, off Iceland, and were fishing there quite regularly. Now, um, I'm sure we could, you know, I've, I've got a lot more questions that I could, could ask, George, but I'm, I'm really running up against the clock here. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of the answers are probably contained right within your, your novel there, um, Leaves right. of Fate. So I'm going to just let you plug the novel, um, it, remind listeners that they can get it at shop.freetalklive.com. They can go through Amazon. And right. uh, you go ahead and plug away, and then I'm going to have to let you go. Thank you, George. Okay, fine. My pleasure. It's actually three novels. It begins with the uh, the, the novel called The uh, Weight of Smoke, which deals with the beginnings of Drake as a as the apocalypse to the Spanish Empire and why. It begins with the also the story of uh, the English landing in Jamestown and what they found, and also it's the beginning of the tale of alchemy. Uh, 
great deal to do with why the English were in the New World. And this is part of the story is told by a man called the Old Mariner, who was an alchemist. He was uh, Oxford educated, and uh, he tries to guide Smith through his initial meetings with the uh, with the religions of the Indians. The reason the book is called the whole trilogy is called the weight uh, is called the land of whispers is that when Smith is adopted into the tribe, uh, Powhatan's tribe, on the next day he's made a werewolf, and this is historically true, which is something between a shaman and a chief. Okay. He is told by, and this is fictional, he's told by Powhatan that if the third wound he receives in the new world, he will be able to hear the voices of the river. And the first volume is a search for the third wound. The second volume is called The Dragons of the Storm, deals with Drake, uh, uh, his circumnavigation of the world, his fight with the Armada in, 16, in 1588, and what, what Smith learns when he finally receives the third wound. And the third book deals with Smith outside of the colony, and it deals with John Dee, who was Elizabeth's uh, wizard, and how the court, how Elizabeth, was deeply involved in alchemy and the uh, how would I call it? Known as the, uh, and the um, these stray, I want to call stray, these um, alchemic religions. Okay. That's the occult. Also, uh, the occult. <laughs> okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you, George uh, Minkoff. I appreciate you uh, taking some time to talk to me and my listeners. I, I appreciate you giving me the time to speak. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye.